I'm your host, Trevor. This is Fixie's Playground. It's January 29th, 2021. We're about to be in a new month, people. This is episode four. I think I said that already. Probably did. Um, I don't know. How many episodes until you're like, you know, syndicated on a national level? <laughs> I'm getting up there, y'all. I'm getting up there. Anyway, uh, tonight I got a buddy with me. Um, I think in past episodes I've kind of talked like I have two really close friends groups and for whatever reason they don't mingle but like these are the people that I would trust with everything because I just you know I love them and I trust them and we're just on that level and my buddy here tonight happens to be part of one of those groups go ahead and introduce yourself hi oh, that was that was incredibly sweet of you oh. uh, my name is Sean LeBlanc mm-hmm. um, what else you want to know about Age and oh, fun yeah. fact. Oh. All right, yeah, yeah. Age, sorry. Uh, Thirty-four. Old bitch. Uh, fun fact. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm a fun fact. I guess I'm. Uh, I'm a Leo. You are. Oh, okay. <laughs> so what? What is? What's? What does that mean? It like, doesn't what, mean anything. Here, I the, mean, I'm a Capricorn. The, uh, the real fun fact, though, because okay. let's not get into all that BS. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know astrology. Real fun fact is that I was homeschooled from fourth grade. Really? Mm-hmm. Till till you graduated? Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just knowing you. I mean, it's not. I feel like that's not a huge surprise. No. I, I feel like I might have known that. Though. Yeah, I think we've talked about it a little we'll bit. We probably but... talked about it when we were at Chili's. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, an, I'm an odd. Uh, I'm an oddball for sure. You're, I'm cool. You're with an that. interesting fellow. Yeah, baby. But that's what makes it so awesome. Yeah, it's good. So. But uh, we've been knowing each other for. Uh, at least oh, 10 years, 11 years now. 2011 is when my sister died. Uh, oh, yeah. Fun fact, people. My sister died. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Not to get morbid. Well, I say that is because I was working at Chili's when she oh. passed. So I actually I actually like Tommy. Tommy was the assistant manager that night and I was supposed to close. OK. I was I think I was in the process of closing. Oh, wow. And I told him I was like, like my mom called me while I was at work. Fuck. So I told them, but they didn't know like if she was in critical condition. Like at that point, they didn't know if she was dead or not. Gotcha. So I do, I do vaguely remember. So my that, mom yeah. was like, I was like, look, give me an update. I'll leave right now if I have mm-hmm. to. Which I was planning on it, but I told Tommy ahead of time. He was like, fuck. He's like, go do what you got to do, bro. You know. So Definitely. that's what I'm saying. Like to remember when I was at Chili's. Yeah. And I was at Chili's a little over a year. Um. Yeah, that makes sense. That was in 2011. So that was 10 years ago. Hmm. Yeah, because so, I met my either. wife. I met my wife in in, in 2010, mm-hmm. and that was around the same time I met you guys. Yeah. So yeah, you met Travis first, mm-hmm. and then Travis got me on at Chili's. Oh yeah. And then I was working. And then we were the dream team for a little. We while. were the dream team. We'll go into that. Let's go into that because it's sure. fun, it's fun history. Um, it is fun history. It's a, it's a it's a it's a large so chunk of us. My buddy Travis started working at Chili's. He had restaurant experience beforehand, but he started out as a, as a line cook at Chili's. And um, I was working at McDonald's. I think I just came back from Pipeline and just started working. But I wanted to make more money because McDonald's paid minimum wage. There wasn't going to be and, much else after that either. Yeah. Yeah. There was not. <laughs> I didn't like, I don't want to talk bad about McDonald's managers, but I knew I didn't want to be a McDonald's manager. There you go. And they actually asked me to start training like the first month I was in. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're a great worker. Like, do you want to be a manager? We'll start training. And I was like, no. No, <laughs> so I worked for them for like six months, and then I got bigger plans, bitches. Peace. Yeah, yeah. Well, I worked both jobs for 
three oh, or four did. months at the same time. I didn't yeah. know that. So I started part-time. Oh, and, right. uh Like I told Jay. God, I don't re- there's and, so much I don't remember. It's, it oh, it yeah. hurts. Well, it is, and it's weird <laughs> because, like, I remember shit from, like, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And people would look at me for like, I don't remember that. And like I constantly question whether or not I made it all up in my head. Because like to me it's clear <laughs> to me well to me it's clear as day. Like I yeah. because I don't remember like a whole lot of details, but what I do remember is very um vibrant, I guess you could say. Like it's just there. Like yeah. I just you know, and sometimes it's not even exactly what was going on, it's just a feeling. Like I had a very strong emotion or feeling, and I remember that. But in this case, I remember um <laughs> So Jay Jay hired me on as a part time to start on Fryside. Uh-huh. Uh, for listeners that don't know, at the time Chili's had Fryside, um, Flat Top, which was burgers and chicken and salmon sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you had Grill, which was steaks, also chicken. Uh, what else? Yeah. So uh, oh, fajita meat. Everything fried, and then everything. Um, flat top was flat your burgers. Top, it was mostly burgers. Yeah, it was mostly burgers. Burgers and Every sandwiches. Every once in a while, you do salmon and sandwiches. Yeah, and then the 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 the, the charbroil grill was was chicken, ribs, steaks, yeah, five hundred um, degrees, some other things. Constant five hundred degrees. They had salad nacho, and then they had salad nacho, which was, which was the last station I learned. But yeah. I started on Fry Side, which is probably the busiest station mm-hmm. on the weekends because it requires two people to fully operate it on yeah. the weekends. Or at least it did. Or at least it did. Yeah. And then towards the end, they're like, oh, if you need help, just ask for help. Just Otherwise, ask. just It'll be fine. drown in your sorrows. Don't worry, buddy. We're always here for you, yeah. says the man who walks away. Yeah. <laughs> who has to go check with customers <laughs> to see if, if, you know, their drinks are, are proper or whatever. Right. Um, so I did that for, I think, three or four months. And then finally, Jay was like, Trevor, he's like, why don't you just come work full time for me? Hmm. He's like, he, he's like, you good? He's like, I'll put you full time working fry side. Like, we'll put you. I guess at that point, I kind of established myself that like I can be a good fry side. Sure. So he's like, look, you'll you buy you know full time fry side weekends, which anyone in the restaurant industry knows. Friday, Saturday nights, you're pulling doubles. Oh yeah. Open to close, baby. Yeah, most people do. Definitely. At least at least fry side was open to close because you had to you had to fry their nachos, but well, nachos their chips. So anybody wondering, those chips are usually fresh. They chilies, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chilies, chilies will. Oh, I know. They only cook to cook to for the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I did that, and then I put my two weeks notice in at McDonald's, and my my manager was like extremely butthurt about that. No, oh, like so I I had probably I would say it's the best. I'm not a morning person. But, like, one of the best schedules at McDonald's is to work the open to, like, a little bit after noon shift, which is usually 5 to 2. Mm-hmm. So I would work morning with breakfast, do all the breakfast stuff, and then I was the guy who would prep for lunch specifically. Oh, really? Like, I'd wash all the breakfast dishes. I'd get all the meats and everything out for lunch. I'd make the salads, everything. And I was making 40 hours a week. And McDonald's, unless you're really good or you've been with them a long time, like, they don't get 40 hours a week. You got to be a man for you to get 40 hours a week. Damn. So I was making 40 and like, I was real cool with my manager and everything. You know, it was cool. Put in my two weeks notice. He only scheduled me two days out of those two weeks, one day a week. And they were on like, uh, you really, you broke like, him like a Thursday night. You broke his heart. Yeah. yeah like a clothes. Like <laughs> he gave me a, like the worst, the worst possible oh. shift. 
And I was like, bro, really? The guy who used to work mornings in prep is now a yeah. closer. Yeah. I had to close. And like, I, didn't, I didn't care, but I was like, I mean, look, if you're that salty, like, you don't even have to schedule them. Of all the flavors you could be, you choose to yeah. be salty. Yeah. Yeah. And not even like, you know, the salt and pepper mix that we put on the burgers. Like, you're just a whole different kind of salty. <laughs> <laughs> you're the you're like, extra salt. You're more than salty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, I went, started full time with, with chilies. Did fry side, worked my way to, to flat top, then grill, and then I kind of knew salad nacho, but then they were like, oh, you're going to work Rover. So, and uh, at the time, Rover people was, basically, you're the guy behind the scenes helping to fill in the gaps. Yeah. So, on your line, you will have everything you need to make your plates or your food, anywhere from lettuce cheese uh condiments everything like that and you gotta re- you gotta refill those pretty much right well i was the guy who go refill that if a station was crashing and they needed help i'd go help them stuff like that and that's usually a spot that's reserved for someone who knows what the fuck they're doing which three out of four of the stations i had on lock uh i eventually conquered salad nacho also it's just i never had to work it that much because they would always you know just by the time I'd have to work it, it was because they would send someone home, right? And it wasn't me. <laughs> so, yeah, the the wings as the wings of the of the kitchen, as weird as it sounds, like it's it's like a weird. It used to be, of course, everything's changed now, but it used to be mm-hmm. that they were simple, but they were also um, uh, presentation mm-hmm. heavy. Mm-hmm. Everything had to be cut and laid out perfectly. And, yep. Uh, exact on exact grill, measurements. Yeah. Um, if you're working on the grill, you may be cooking a f ton of steaks and constantly refilling chicken, but yeah. the plating and everything it's super simple. You know, you just yeah. keep throwing it out. Mashed potatoes and like broccoli, right. steamed broccoli usually. Hmm. Um, God, the good old days. I had some fun, man. Yeah, it was fun. It's, if I could have just got paid better. No, no, I didn't. I, I don't think it was worth it. Uh, maybe, probably not. <laughs> I, uh, but here's the thing: I didn't get a rating. Like I was, I was already rover. Yeah. And working style nacho before I even got a raise from my first starter there. Yeah, that's a bit much. And it wasn't even Jay who gave me the raise. Like I, I hounded Jay about it for months. Mm-hmm. After like the six month mark, I was like, hey, like I'm working more than one station. Why am I not getting a buzz? And then they hired. Um, oh fuck! What's his name? I don't know if it started with a J or a D. The skinny, skinny white dude. Uh, Dane. His name was Dane. I do remember Dane. They hired Dane, and he was making more than I was. Oh, that on fry side. And like, look, I understand. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he had any experience because I'm the one who trained him, and I had to teach him everything. Um, but that was just kind of a like I'm working all four stations and rover, and you just hired a fry side only guy, right? Making more than me. So Jay was like, well, "Take your test." You know, his chilies had those tests. I took a test, passed mm-hmm. the test. Still no rate. Yeah. You know, you know, fun fact? What? I never took one of those tests. I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. But, but, but that's my thing. Like, Jake, Jake, yeah. I can do everything. Well, and, and, and also, I think you came in, you came in in a weird transitional yeah. phase. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you worked there for a couple years, but by the time that you started, like, really moving along and trying to get raises, that's mm-hmm. whenever corporate was starting to squeeze that. Yep. And then they were also about to, like, write. Right after I left is when they started implementing like the the automatic steak cooker. Yeah, and they got rid of grill. Yeah, pretty much. It was so, it was a real shit show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I missed it. 
Yeah. Um, but like, you know, it just kind of sucked. And, um, but one of the managers, I don't know why I can't remember his name. He was bald. He had glasses. Chris. Chris. Really cool guy, man. Oh, nice awesome. Kid, yeah. Awesome guy. Well, so, uh, well, to give it a little more background because we're, we're jumping ahead a little bit. Um, so we had the eight, the eighteen is what we kind of referred to it, and I think Jay might have mm-hmm. referred to it was me, Sean, Travis, and usually some mixture of sometimes Jean, but Jean would work. Mm. Jean would work during the day though. It could have been like Hollywood, Hollywood, uh, Hollywood works. Uh, or sometimes they would put Terrell or Eric on, oh, yeah, on yeah, flat top. Yeah, Terrell and Eric. And the thing about Terrell and Eric is, is look, I, I had. A lot of fun with them dudes, mm-hmm. but if they worked next to each other, oh, yeah. they would like suck the souls out of each other. I guess <laughs> you can say individually they were amazing, but as yeah. a team they were yeah. they were horrible. They were horrible, like <laughs> because they just kind of feed off of each other, yeah. and it was always negative vibes. Yeah, I don't know why. And I told like I t- talked to him because like Eric, he would he would get kind of like start getting kind of pissy because you know either he was only having to work one station or whatever. And I was like, look, dude, I was like, you're you're one of the best cooks here. Mm-hmm. Like you're with us. Like mm-hmm. you're as good as anyone on the A squad, mm-hmm. but your attitude, like, and you're lazy. And I know you can do better, but you don't. Mm. So like, show them that you can do better. Show that you actually give a shit about your job. And it'll bump you up. Like mm-hmm. he was also young. He was young. Yeah. Whereas, he, was, he was the youngest of us at the time. Yeah. Now Terrell, Terrell started getting better towards the end before mm-hmm. I left. Like he finally kind of got, got what I kept telling him. I was like, dude, you're, I know you're good. Mm-hmm. Like, all you need to do is show that. Like, quit having a negative attitude. Quit being, you know, same thing. But when they were by themselves, perfect. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, the, the A squad, we um, we were pretty good. I think we, we, yeah. broke, we broke some records for, like, the time served, was it? Right. At, at the time, um, at the time, Chili's was really interested in, um, in, 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 like, uh, the time from the, the the literal time period from the from the moment the food is entered into the system, yes, uh, it hits your screen, and the moment that you bump it off, which basically means you sent it, you sold it, yeah. Um, and they were super super into that, and and we were and you had we were time, setting the standard, and for, you had yeah, you had a time frame that they found was acceptable, mm-hmm. which was I think it was like around fifteen minutes. I think yeah, it was like a fifteen so, minute. On your screen, you had you had whatever they the order you needed to make, and there was a timer next to it. Mm-hmm. And when it would reach outside of the zone that they wanted you to do it within, it would turn red. Mm-hmm. And well, you don't you don't push get, that. You don't you don't get red fucking oh, tickets yeah. up in yeah. here. Push that red. Yeah. What you doing? Yeah. What do you do? What what the hell is wrong yeah. with you? Like the only time, <laughs> I think the only time it was acceptable was like with well done steaks. Yeah, and 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 there were times whenever you know. Oh, if you're crashing, there's oh, no yeah. way around it. Though yeah, you you and, have some red and you people deal with it. what. What you need to understand about crashing is it, it means that you by yourself or even fry side with two people, you can't handle all the orders that mm-hmm. come in. And I'm talking about like full a, restaurant, a like hundred orders. Yeah. The, like the, the restaurant got sat in within 10 to 15 minutes. The entire restaurant yeah. is sat. Yeah. And everybody wants chicken. Yep. You're going yep. under. And, and, <laughs> yeah. Fry side went from like, oh, you have five orders. to now you have 150. Yeah. And yeah. you have to. Put all that food cooking, keep up with the timing of yeah. that food cooking, plate that food, and get it out in, in an appropriate amount of time. Yeah. And it's, it God. was – and, man, we were good at it. Like, that's the funny thing is, like, we had the timing yeah. down. Well, I mean, um, it, I was I was in it um, 
when y'all came around, I think I was in it for about five years. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was at five, and I had started in the uh, in the Karen Crow location. Which oh, was, okay. Um, which was doing far more sales. Yeah. It, it was insane uh, mm-hmm. compared to what we were doing at Pinhook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I had moved to Pinhook for convenience, uh, location, and everything else. Did you live closer? I did. I yeah. lived closer, and then. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a huge change in, in environment. How long was Jay there? Like before I showed up? Oh, was he there for years? I, I, cause I'm he, having he was, remembering. he was from like New Jersey, right? Or New York. Yeah. I think he was only there for about a year. Okay. Cause I had, I had come in, uh, with another guy that used to be a man. So a manager that worked at Karen Crow. Uh, at the Caracro Chili's, as me like and, an assistant, or? me and him, me and him got real cool and, and okay. close, and he he liked the way I worked. So when he got shipped to another location, he got shipped to Pinhook. Mm-hmm. He started like trying to get me. To come. I got you. He's like, no, you got he was, come he with me. He was in here. He's like, yeah, no, John, hey, buddy, come on, bro. hey, 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 come on, yeah, give it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> trust me, it's cool. Nobody's ever gonna be mad at you for this. Yeah, that was a lie. That was a lie. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But anyway, he he uh, he definitely. Um, he definitely pulled me over, and he gave me a little bit of a raise to do it, too, which was nice. That's but, actually pretty cool. But, you know, I get over there. It's, like, super slow. It's like, Jesus, this place is, is dead compared to what I was used to. But yeah. but because I was from a faster location where you, they expected more, a, I, was pushing, yeah. I was pushing the numbers lower mm-hmm. um, than what they were used to, which yeah. was nice. Yeah. And uh, which definitely led up to us as the A team eventually just we were cranking out numbers that were like some of the fastest in the nation. Yeah. For chilies. Just just to give y'all like we're not bragging like this is legitimately we're that good, you know? And yeah. and I'm not talking about like shitty quality food either. Like we were shipping out Oh yeah. Quality good food. We cared. At, we did. We did. Yeah, we we cared. cared and it showed Jay knew that. Jay would come around with, with fucking Red Bulls. Oh, yeah. From the freezer for, for, like, the bar. And he was like, anybody need a Red Bull? Like, he would keep us. Keep them boys hype. And you got to understand, like, <laughs> some of us were there from 730 in the morning mm. to close. On a Friday night, close at midnight, but you don't get out till 230 in yeah. the morning. Yeah, but towards the end of my career there, uh, my seventh year, it was whenever Jay started pushing, like, the, the mid-shifters. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we I would show up at about 10, and I'd help set up, and I'd do, like, quality assurance. Mm-hmm. And then Rover and Quality Insurance yeah, and basically which, just run around the entire restaurant. He, he did some of that when I was there, too. Because, mm-hmm. like, as Rover, uh, either he would kick me come, like, 9 o'clock, mm-hmm. you know, when they're trying to get rid of people. Yeah. Or uh, if I was working in line, they'd usually kick salad nacho mm-hmm. and then – or flat top and then he'd they'd pass the me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there's so many nights I'd close two stations. Oh, yeah. And even though that person was supposed to do most of their work, like, I don't know how many times I, I, I bitched out Matt. You'd always find something. Uh, <laughs> find something. Find some things. Yeah. Plural. Yeah. Like, I, I, oh, man, I feel bad because, like, I bitched Matt out a lot. So it's like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Because the, it was his job to check to make sure that their station was clear. And literally all he did was look at it and walk away. <laughs> so you can go. And then I look, and then, like, I have to make, like, one thing on salad nacho. And, like, I start looking, and there's, like avocado ranch just like right. dripping from the inside and part of the reason it takes us so long to close is because we clean everything like 
Mm-hmm. You know, you're soaping in water in the floors, mm-hmm. the counters, everything. Clean and sanitized. Clean and sanitized, which is only fair. It's a restaurant. Like you know, <laughs> you'd hope so. You would hope so. You know. Um, but the point is, is like Friday, Saturday nights, two and a half to three hours of, of cleaning. Mm-hmm. Now the A squad, we we got that number down a couple times. You know, it, it all depends on how busy you are. It but does. like we had some pretty quick closes because we would like hop on the ball before we shut the doors. You get one guy to run the field, yeah, and then you'd have everybody else cleaning. Yep. Especially if it dies out an hour before, mm-hmm. oh, you can yeah. get out of there by thirty minutes yeah. after. And the managers weren't complaining because now you're they cut, got out. Now you're thirty cut, minutes early. They got they got out early, and then now you're cutting payroll time down. Oh yeah, to where, labor you know, labor. Yeah, and yeah. at that point we didn't give a shit about hours. Like when you're at a restaurant for eighteen hours straight, you, you just want to go home. Hell yeah, after dude. a while, <laughs> you know. Hell yeah. Um, but to get kind of back on pace with the story, uh, what just story? A, with Chris. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and the reason like the reason I got a raise. Yeah, okay. Um so at this point CJ was working there. Yeah. CJ was working oh, there. God, yeah, I you forgot. forgot CJ worked there? No, I remember he worked there. It's just like guys, it's all such a blur now oh, for yeah. me. Oh yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, CJ. Oh, so love working with CJ. We used to usually, mess with that dude oh, so bad. We fucked with him hard. <laughs> and now he's our DM. Gotta love um, CJ though. But um oh yeah, no, he it was still fun. Uh but one night, it ended up being me, CJ, and Chris. And normally, the way they do it is is like we we had three people close, but but if you would finish your station, they let one of them go to where it's just two people mm-hmm. to finish up all the loose ends. Right, and then like do and, the floors or something, and do the floors, whatever they had to and, do. And then uh, the manager, whoever it was, whether it's GM or the assistants, they would be there with you. Well, on this night, I think this was like a Friday or Saturday night. Um, we got done at two thirty in the morning, and I didn't know it at the time because we were we were really fucking busy. Dishwasher quit. No, oh, really. Mid shift. Oh, that's not good. So, like, we go to leave, and there's literally just dishes Mountains. stacked high, right. dirty dishes. And Chris has to like Chris is like, I'm gonna clean them. And Chris has to go back in at 7.30 the next morning to pull a double because that's what restaurant life is. Yeah. In case y'all didn't know, you pull like two doubles in a row, oh, yeah, open yeah, the yeah. clothes, it happens. Yeah, you, um, you leave you leave at 1 o'clock in the we've morning. We've all done it. And you get there at 6 in the morning. Yes, yes. Right. Um, and so I talked to CJ. I was like, CJ, we can't. Like, I can't. Like, if you're cool with it, let's stay and help him. And we did. Mm-hmm. Like, all us three, we got in there. We tackled it. It took like an hour. Got out at 3.30 because, like, yeah, I appreciate it. He's like, let me buy y'all a beer. So he went, get us a beer, drink a beer. He's like, cool. So I think it was, like, the next day or my next shift, I walk in there. And this is probably – I was probably showing up at, like, 3 o'clock. So, like, early afternoon shift to close. It was a fairly easy shift. And Chris pulls me in the office. And he was like, so you're trying to get a raise? He's like, I was like, yeah. Like, so he literally pulled up my file on the computer adjusting my pay right in front of my eyes and it was like nice it was like maybe a dollar yeah or two but it, it i felt appreciated because it was yeah. like and he's like he's well, like thank was... you you know he's like first off he's like you do deserve this he's like but thanks for the help he's like jay you know <laughs> like he's like jay was jay was super tight one yeah. jay was frugal like and he's the gm like it's his yes. job to, to to run the expenses of the store mm-hmm. so i understood that but you also have to understand like 
one of your members on the A squad, the best like group you have to cook right. for you, who's breaking records, is getting paid less than people who aren't even there. You know. Well, I, I, another thing to remember <laughs> about that restaurant in particular is that I mean, we call ourselves the A squad or whatever, but we were still also we were still the lowest paid. Oh, yeah. In the restaurant at the time. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, because a lot of the people who were working in that restaurant were working purely morning shifts, and they had been there for almost 20 years. Yeah, and they were making bank. Like, yeah. Like Jean. Jean was making. I don't want to guess, but it was up there. Um, At least 16, 17. Yeah, for a restaurant. So. For a restaurant for Chili's, that's, that's incredibly high. Yeah. Especially since Chili's now, I think they usually cap people around 10, or at least that's what they had tried oh, to say. Fuck that. Yeah, I would oh, not yeah. be a line cook for ten. No, that, at all. Whenever uh, before I quit or whatever, yeah, that was pretty much the talk. It yeah. was like, look, man, the, these these people making fourteen, fifteen dollars an hour, that ain't gonna happen anymore. You know, they're talking about like nine to to eleven. Yeah, you know, see that forever. Yeah, no, that's bullshit. Yeah. Now that's kind of like McDonald's though. They dumb down the process so much that they're like, mm-hmm. we don't have to pay you anymore because because like a child could do it, even right. though. Chili's not necessarily the case, but that's why they got rid of grill side. Mm-hmm. Fuck it, just yeah. get rid of a whole station, a whole person. You know, pretty much. And I mean, if if anybody, I don't know if anybody could really remember it, but if you were a Chili's fan, if you went to Chili's a lot, you would definitely be able to know the year or the or the approximate time where things just suddenly became different. Yep. So, and that's yeah. that's basically whenever corporate pushed. Uh, Kitchen of the Future, which was um, induction ovens and yeah. flat tops, yeah. and that's when uh, that's uh, shortly after I left. Uh, heating heating so, holders, and you were still working there, and mm-hmm. Travis was working there. And by that point, y'all were both uh, keys, I think it was called. Yeah, well, we had we we were doing um, and y'all were, y'all were training, weren't you? You were training too, weren't you? Yeah, we were doing we were doing key shifts. We were basically like assistant managers. Yeah, or what they tried to say in training. It's yeah, basically yeah. like they, they weren't you, paying you as assistant managers. No. They were like, "Here's the key <laughs> to the restaurant. Yeah. You have all the responsibilities, but not right, right, right. The if anybody needs any help, you have to help them. Yes, um, help help us put out fires. Yes, yeah, but you got a little pay bump with that, not oh, yeah. much, but it, yeah. But it was, now the training probably was a little bit better. The but, training was fun. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna lie, there was some fun to it. We, me and me and Travis. Um, I think we were the only ones in the area. I don't think Pretty anybody much. else yeah. picked up that job. But no, he, y'all were because people didn't want to travel. No, man. Traveling so, does suck. Though. Yeah, and they were trying to get Travis to like travel, travel, mm-hmm. like all over the place. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I don't know if they did you. But no, no, there were other. There were actually other corporate trainers. They, they were. There were. There but, were other corporate trainers, but they were. They were more like front of house yeah. um, or like mid house trainers. Mm-hmm. Um, but me and Travis were kitchen trainers, and we were we were in charge of. We would show up to a restaurant, and it was basically our job for a week to well for the first hours from <laughs> we'd show up at like close until open. We'd revamp the entire kitchen. Yep. We'd help the electricians like point out where everything's gonna go, and we'd start like setting up all the equipment, yep. all the mm-hmm. new stuff, and then we'd spend a couple hours training in the morning, mm-hmm. and then we just bust ass for the day trying yep. to get these guys to know what the hell's going on. And yeah. And then we'd do that for a week, and um, and some of them hated you. Oh yeah, I had one dude tell me like, <laughs> um, the best story I have 
So I had gone to Alexandria. Okay. They had shipped me to Alexandria. I was the um, I was the lead over there. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to a manager because I had kind of given the spill. Like first things first, let me tell you guys about what's going on here. I mean, you already know what's going on, but you know, this is the new this is the new normal for us. Yes. And this is what Chili's wants from us. And you know, we we are competing. This was the the game at the time was Chili's wanted to compete with with fast food. Yeah. They wanted to pull as many people out of um, Chick-fil-A drive-thrus yep. mm-hmm. and and Burger King, and they wanted them to come and sit down at Chili's for 15 minutes and then go back to work. Mm-hmm. That was the idea. So we want to get that market. We want to keep all these people coming. And I'm speaking and I'm telling all this and I'm, I'm telling them about the new equipment. You know, this is an induction oven. Everything that you know, everything that passes through is cooked on this plate. You know, and it, it's all really awesome. You know, I'm trying to sell it to these guys. And I see this person standing just off to the side. Um, he's wearing his apron. He's got his cap on mm-hmm. perfectly. He's very clean. Yeah. As I'm speaking, you could see his face just dropping. Yeah. It's like the reality it hit him. It's like it's just not It's not what he liked it anymore. Yeah. Um, because you could, true, you, could talk, you could talk about what Chili's is. Chili's is short order. I get it. It's It's not like fancy. You're no, not, you're no, not, it's, you're it's not, you're not working. It's not like bonefish. No, where you're, Travis also works. Yeah. But, <laughs> you're not, but. you're not some kind of sous chef on a line. You're, no. you're just a, you're a short order cook. You're and a I get it. line, bro. But That's there are some is. people who had worked there for long enough, including myself, mm-hmm. who took enough pride in their work to like the way that things looked when they yep. went out. Um, which is, is something like even I did mm-hmm. when I was, which is, I guess, one of the reasons why I was part of the, the A squad, not only because I guess my ability, but, because, like I said, like it wasn't just about pushing out food fast. Anyone mm-hmm. can push food out fast. It was quality. It was appearance. Yeah. Um, even little things like when we would fry the egg rolls. Mm-hmm. When I first started working there, like you'd make a little bit of lettuce. You'd make it look all fancy oh, and yeah. shit. And then after that, they're like, nah, no, no lettuce. No more lettuce. No lettuce. And uh-huh. I'm like, but it, but it looks naked. Yeah, like, but that's a penny of plate, and we don't want to do that. No yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. It's, you know, it's stuff like that. And like, yeah. And look, I get it. Like, some people could appreciate. Pretty food when it comes out. Yeah. And honestly, I'm not even like, I don't give a fuck if my, my honey chicken crispers mm-hmm. look amazing or not. I'm going to eat the fuck out of them. Mm-hmm. Now, their menus now, I mean, it looks all beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. the, the point is, is like, it sucks, man. It sucks when someone's like, no, you can't make that plate look good anymore. Yeah. You know? You're not going to be doing the cooking. You're not going to be yeah. handling the things. You're going to be, yeah. you're you're basically going to be, you feed the machine mm-hmm. and then you pull the meat out of the machine yep. and put it on a plate. Yeah. And, and so anyway, I see this dude. He's he's basically dying inside because mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. was it was something he likes. You're to do. really good at something, and someone's like, "No, we're, we're going to take that away." Yeah. And um, the first day, um, you know, I'm on the line. Me and this other guy, we're training, and we're back and forth, back and forth. We're like, "All right, so here's how we're going to do it. Here's how we're going to do it." And we're constantly like, "Okay, not like this, like this, like this, like this," throughout the entire shift. Mm-hmm. By the way, we've been there since yeah. since one in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. We're still going. Yep. So finally, at the end of the day, um, the, the guy I was talking about, uh, whenever his shift was over, he was just like, this is, this is, this, you know, mm-hmm. I don't want to do this anymore. This is crazy. This is ridiculous. This doesn't make any sense. I was like, I understand what you feel. I get it. But this is what the company wants. Yeah. You understand. This is your job. This like- is going to be your job now. And, and he was just like, no. This is this is ridiculous. I, I don't get it. So I, I tell the manager that. I'm like, look, man, your employee, 
um, is having some troubles and he's and he's giving me kickback basically mm-hmm. the whole time. You know, he's pushing back. Yeah, I'm asking yeah. him to do certain things. He's like, oh, I don't want to do it that way. I and mean, he's he's being yeah. a little, he's kind of being a dick about it. Mm-hmm. So I tell him about it. I kind of raise it to him, and he's like, All right, cool, handle it. So the next day, he, the guy comes in for his shift. The manager pulls the guy aside. He also gets me. Oh, of course. He says, Oh, hey, you know what? Come come sit down with us. Yeah. Great. It's like, okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so I sit down. Yeah. And this guy. Conflict resolution. Conflict Yay. resolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting there, and, you know, the manager's like, Look, there were some concerns raised. Um, oh, come on. We man. want you. Yeah. I'm sitting there like. Passive aggressive. Oh, like, thanks, bud. Like, <laughs> and I'm I'm sitting there like, fuck, oh, dude, come on, man. So he's like, look, we we just need you to be, you know, we need you to be on the team. You know, you're a good worker. You know, we we like the way you do things. We just need you to kind of accept how. The, and he's like, you know what? This is crazy. And both of you guys. Yeah. You know, and he's he's going yeah. off and he's talking about yeah, like his curse. And then he starts that. talking about like his service in the military and stuff. Oh and shit. And it's like, I'm like, oh, this is great. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. And then they were like. There were like veiled threats. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he went there, you know, like. And 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 there were there were these veiled threats of like, basically, you better watch your back type stuff. Mm-hmm. And the manager was just like, you could just leave. You know what? Fuck it, I am leaving. And he leaves, and I'm like, I mean, thank you for that, sir. If you, <laughs> if you threatened me at your job, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, like, you're, you're done. Just, you just you're done. You, you should not allow back here. I'm Obviously, sorry. you can't threaten anybody, but yeah. it's just the idea. And then I remember like. The the man who trained me mm-hmm. to do the job that I was doing, I remember calling him later on that night, and I was like, I think I just got threatened. I, I'm pretty sure he threatened to kill me. Mm-hmm. And, and he was like, what the hell were you doing there in the first place? I was like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, like... <laughs> But the manager pulled me in. I, I and, and I mean, I I guess I kind of understand why the manager pulled you in. But at the same time, like this this person mm-hmm. who's been aggressive to you the entire time mm-hmm. does not know you definitely at all. Definitely, he probably doesn't give a shit about you. Oh yeah. And at the end of the day, the manager's the one that needs to to, to, Shouldn't to do it. Like no, no, like it should have so. been a one on one. Because the thing is, is as soon as he put you in that situation, mm-hmm. the guy's automatically hostile. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you're not going to have a, a neutral conversation with someone yeah. when someone they hate is, like, right across from them. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. So I think – I understand what the manager was trying to do. I think it was a bad decision on his part. Right. <laughs> and so, obviously the outcome kind of showed that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, other than that, the whole week went fine. I ended up doing one more training – no, two more trainings after that. And the last one I did was in Fort Myers. Uh, I took the lead on that one too, mm-hmm. and um, that one went swimmingly. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, area manager of Fort Myers, um, uh, Florida, mm-hmm. uh, called my area manager like, oh, he's he's amazing. They're doing a great job. Blah blah blah. You know, all the mm-hmm. oh, all yeah. the fluff. Oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. I know your area manager. We we used to be best friends back in the day. Oh, I was like, okay. oh cool. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like a month goes by and I, I end up talking to my area manager about, mm-hmm. about everything. I said, Look, man, you know, ma'am, actually, um, job's great. Traveling is not my thing. Yeah. It just wasn't. And, um, you know, we had spoken before about possibly getting into the management position. Um, if you have any openings or, or I was kind of telling her, I was like, you know, are there any openings or 
Um, are you considering it all? And if you are considering, is there a time frame there? Mm-hmm. Just like, oh yeah, you know, I am considering, but we we just don't have a time frame. I, I really can't give you a set time on that. Yeah. And there was something that hit me in the back of the head, like, okay, I think I'm done. Yeah. She's not. Well, I think once you hear that, you kind of know that, like, yeah. like they want to keep you and eventually make you a manager, but that's not going to be it right could now. Be and a long time. And get, it wasn't what I wanted. You're going to get dicked around. Is what. And the, the, the motivation that's was That's especially why Travis left, too. Oh, it's yeah. It's just because it's like, I want to be this, like, soon. Mm-hmm. And they want to give Travis a time frame either. And, mm-hmm. and Travis literally told him, like, look, all you need to do is give me a set time frame and adhere to it. Mm-hmm. And I'll stay. And they didn't want to do that, so. Yeah. And the, I could feel the motivation dying through the whole process, too, because the traveling is hard for mm-hmm. some people. Some people absolutely thrive well, tra- on it. Travis does. Like, I does Did he? Yeah, <laughs> he, he, Travis loves loves traveling. I hope he's listening to this now. <laughs> Fuck you, Travis, and your your flighty ways. But I love you. But so like, without getting too far off topic, so when Travis was doing all that, he was also working seven and seven at the docks with me and Pushaw. Oh, I do remember that. So he worked seven seven days straight at the docks, twelve mm-hmm. hour days, and then his week off, he he was doing the chili stuff for a while until he finally eventually quit. I think, mm-hmm. but like he would, bro, he would go home, work at Chili's, stay up, go to the bar for like an hour with whoever from mm-hmm. from Chili's, get drunk and shit faced, hang out at their house, come home, sleep for like maybe two hours, yeah, and then go back to work. And, and then he would do that for four days. That's hilarious. He would do that for four days. I do remember all that. And then on like the fifth day. He just wouldn't leave his room for like two days because all the alcohol and not sleep, <laughs> like he felt like shit. And I used to laugh. I used to laugh. But the point was, is before, maybe not before all that, but like once he quit Chili's, there were times because me and him would ride to and from the work because we worked the same shift. So uh, we carpool or whatever. And he would literally drop me off at the house, drop me off at the house, maybe drop off most of his stuff. And then he'd be like, all right, I'm leaving. I'll be back in a couple of days. And he had no idea where he was going. Like, he would literally just drive in a direction for 12 hours just to see what he could see. Mm-hmm. I always loved it about him. But, like, he's someone who, as long as I've known him, he's always liked to travel to some extent, you know? Yeah. And I'm more of the, like, I like traveling every once in a while, you know? <laughs> like, my drive to work's enough. Like, I'm good. Right. Um, but yeah, Chili's has some fond memories of throwing was, skewers at people. It was a whole phase and, of our um, life. There was a whole phase there. Singing in in, in unison mm-hmm. um, to a point where Jay had to come to the back and be like, guys. Shut the hell up. I can hear you at I the can, host stand. I can hear you at the host stand. Mm-hmm. And like the customers would kind of chuckle. Yeah, go ahead. And, um, and uh, just hilarious moments. Um, that's where we got you hooked on Skyrim, uh, and planted the seeds for D and D, I guess. But yeah, so uh, yeah. our boy Sean had never heard of Elder Scrolls. Nope, and I I and had never really played. I I don't think I had ever really played a um like an MMO or any kind of RPG, any kind like, of like massive open world RPG. Yeah, nothing I like guess. that. I think Skyrim was one of the Your first. first. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. And and he got hooked because Travis and I would talk about it for hours. I think CJ too. When he came in. Well, y'all started talking about Elder Scrolls. Yeah. And then ended up 
we ended up buying it. We all we all ended up going and stand in line yep. to buy it first. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. And you started playing it. I think you were the first to play it, and we all yeah, just kind of lived, sat around I and lived, just watched. I lived like a block, I think, from it. Yeah, it was from, from it was GameStop. it was pretty cool. We all bought it, and we we're all like, I mean, I'm opening up my box, and I'm looking at the map, and you're playing, and I remember that night so vividly. Mm-hmm. Like we're all just kind of watching, like, whoa! Oh, it looked amazing. It was so crazy, it was so fun. Um, but yeah, I guess hours of listening to us kind of got you, oh, yeah. got you interested, and then hooked, and then. I remember playing video games. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was fun. Yeah, well, you Those have two young times. children, so I do now. Um, I tried to play a video game last night. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then you fell asleep. No, I. No. <laughs> so here's how it went down. I was playing a video game. Uh, my son is playing with my old Wii U now. He's five, so oh, he's playing okay. with it now. Gotcha. He, we pulled it out, dusted it off. Mm-hmm. He's playing with it, and um, my nephew ended up giving some old games to him and found out we, he had. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Breath of the Wild. Okay, Zelda. Yeah, yeah. For the Wii U, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I, like, I started freaking oh, out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so last night, um, my oldest son went to sleep with his grandparents, um, and my youngest son, my wife took him to go put him to sleep, mm-hmm. and I'm playing the game, and I'm in there, I'm doing it. It's, it's amazing. It's like mm-hmm. the first time I've actually sat down to play a game in a yeah. while, and my youngest son is just starts just screaming as they like to do as they like to do he's just wailing yeah and i'm like okay you know what i think my wife could probably handle that because she still hasn't she's still rocking him so anyway i ended up checking out my checking on my phone it's like oh shit there's a text message i need another bottle you know puts it's all right okay get it together go bring it to her yeah and then i then like 30 minutes later i'm like shit that kid is still fucking screaming Mm-hmm. I realized he had been screaming for the whole time, and I was like, oh, no. So I paused the game. I ran in there. I grabbed the kid. I was like, I got it. And I sit down. Kid falls asleep within, like, five minutes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You got the magic touch. I felt so bad. I was like, oh, my God. I, I used to do that. I could have ended it so quickly. And I, I felt horrible about it. But, you know, my wife, she didn't hold a grudge too, too long. We, uh, I don't know. Like, Mary and I had kind of like a... I don't know if it was a spoken agreement. I think it was like an unspoken agreement. Cause like I would stay up late to play video games. Like I would stay up to two in the morning to play video games. Oof. And, um, so like the unwritten rule was basically, Oh, if you're going to stay up late, well then if the baby cries, like that's your, you go grab that kid, you go grab that kid mm-hmm. and you do what you got to do. Uh, whether it's a diaper change and a bottle, which at, at, a, at a certain point, eventually they learn how to hold the bottle. So you can just kind of, hmm. here you go. Walk away, yeah. And um, and then my kids, I kind of like, cause Emma, Emma was a wild child. Like she would, like you put her down, and as soon as you leave, she start crying again. Huh. Then or did not want to fall asleep. Yeah, that's what Bennett's doing. Would to cry, us right now. cry, not not want to fall asleep. So Emma, what I did was, is she had a chair in her room, cause as long as I sat with her, she was good. She started falling asleep. As soon as I put her down, she'd wake up and get pissed off. So I'd sit in that chair. Just wait. Fall asleep. She would fall asleep. I'd probably doze just a little bit. Once she was like out, out, put her down. Good. Later on, she didn't want to go to bed at all. So she just cried because she didn't want to go to bed. I said, all right. I was like, you don't have to go to bed. I was like, but we're not moving from this chair. Straight up. And it was just a matter of wheels at that point. And look. I ain't gonna lose to my kid. It ain't gonna happen. 
not for like another 15 years at least, you know? Um, so, uh, I just kind of made it a contest of wills and then eventually she'd fall asleep. I'd wake up, put her down, go play my video games, you know? Um, but I hear you, but see, before I had kids, cause Mary, for the first couple of years of our relationship, I mean, she was at UL to be a nurse. And, um, so like, even when we were together, she was studying wow. all the time. Yeah. All the time. So I didn't really, like, it was, it was nice to be in the vicinity of one another, you know, just being with someone, but I would just play video games. So like, if I didn't have work, I mean, I was playing eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 hours a day. Oh, yeah. I was playing World of Warcraft at the time. Oh, that's a lot. And uh, thank God you didn't get into that. No, I never, out with us. never really uh, wanted to. That's a, an abyss. I played it. I remember playing World of Warcraft close to the first year mm-hmm. when it came out. It was the first or second year, I think. It, my older brother was playing World of Warcraft. And he mm-hmm. was like, hey, man, you should try it. So I was like, all right, I'll try it. And um, I was a level 20 warlock. Uh-huh. And then I quit. Yeah. I was like, this so is... So you didn't really get that far? No. No. No, I really didn't even scratch no. the surface. Uh, I played for seven, eight years. Wow. And I've had a year's worth of playing time. That's insane. Like, imagine just an entire year I put nope. towards that game. Can't do it. I did it. I did it. <laughs> Travis has done more. Travis still plays some. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But... I, uh, I do remember those days, though. Look, like, man, I love the World of Warcraft. And then after that, it was Halo and Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. And I play it all the time. And once I had kids, it was like nothing. Or it was, okay, I can play at night. Like when I work, when I would stay up all night and uh, stay with Emma, like I would play, and when I had to feed her, I'd feed her a bottle while holding her and playing. Like I do that. Sometimes. I did that with Logan a couple times. Yeah, because I remember um, the first year or so when when Logan was born, I was still playing Destiny. Yeah. Um, and I had a I had a cool little fire team. I had a couple guys that we played all the time together. Mm-hmm. And then it started kind of dying off slowly. Yep. Because you, know, you start getting so fucking tired, man. Oh yeah, everything's so exhausting. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's always exhausting. It's so real. Like I can literally go to sleep at any time of the day almost because of my kids. Because yeah. like I'm still tired. Yeah. Here we are, five years later, <laughs> and I'm still yeah. tired. But, it's a um, good tired. You you get used to yeah. tired, oh, yeah. and 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 it's nothing to complain about. It's weird how it's like it's just there. Mm-hmm. You don't really want to complain about it because it's just really your fault anyway. I don't know. I learned it is. It is your fault and it's your responsibility. So mm-hmm. just suck it up. You have, you know, <laughs> basically, basically what I say. Like, well, and like Mary and I are different because she, she'll go to bed like tonight. Mm-hmm. She said, "Oh yeah," she said to say hi. Oh, and she sorry she missed you, but she was hi, Mary. Uh-huh. <laughs> she, she does listen to the episodes. I don't know if she's listening, like if she's up to date, but um, gotcha. She she went eat somewhere. She had we eat ball crawfish or whatever with some of her coworkers and had a couple beers. So uh-huh. she was a little loose from the beers and she was ready to go to bed bedtime. So eight thirty, she was yeah, that's good. So she's like, I'll probably I'm not gonna be able to see Sean. I said like, I'm going to sleep. So like she, you know, Friday night here we are Friday night the weekend. Mm-hmm. Is upon us. Sleepy time. And she's in bed for like 8.30. Yeah. Sleeping. Dude, I don't even blame her. I don't blame her because mm-hmm. like, look, if I go lay down next to her, I'll fall asleep. Hell yeah. But I don't do that. I power through and like, okay, so like we're doing a podcast tonight. I'll be up. I'll probably still be up to one or two in the morning, even after you leave. It's possible. Um, 
even if you weren't here, I'd either watch a movie or I'd play Call of Duty. And I would drink beer. That's what's up. And I do that because Friday nights are just kind of my wind down me time. That's good. You know, because during the week, you don't really get you don't get a whole lot of me time. Because yeah, I should probably do that more often. Look. After the kids are in bed. It doesn't have to be all the time. Just yeah. set set aside. Like, because Friday night, I can do it because Saturday, I'll be able to sleep late. Or, like, being that your kids are still kind of young, mm-hmm. alternate with Erica. Um, and say, look, Erica, which which day do you want to sleep late this weekend? I'll we, watch the kids. Yeah, we kind of just, it's weird. Your kids are still young. Like, yeah. well, your youngest is young. You're your oldest yeah. isn't isn't like he's he's kind of all right, but um we kind of just play the uh, we play it by ear most yeah. days. Yeah, but I'm saying if you wanted to, you could take turns and make you it probably fair, should be. you know. Uh, if not, well, whatever. But or, or like Mary, she wants to sleep late on the weekends, but she'll wake, like she'll 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 want to sleep late during the week, and then on the weekend she wakes up at like five thirty, and sometimes she can't fall back to sleep. And I'm like fuck that, like I sleep, like, I stay up till two, and I sleep till like eight or nine. And uh, I told her, I was like, well, just, I was like, roll over and go back to sleep. She's like, sometimes I can't, but she'll take naps at like noon. Fuck, sometimes I take naps at noon on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. Like, especially now. Oh, yeah. Well, kids now take care now of themselves. Kids, well, Owen will still put down for a nap at, at lunch. That's good. Because if he doesn't, like, he becomes just too wild. Obnoxious. By like six or seven, like, he's done. You know, Emma's at the age now where I'll just make her go lay down. Like, go lay down, play on your tablet, chill. You don't have to sleep, just chill out. So, no matter what, around noon, 1 o'clock, kids are getting downtime. And that gives us downtime to take a nap or, you know, just have a break. (laughs) You know, which is important, man. Even as parents, like, eventually you just got to learn to take a break. Yeah, we get our breaks. I think our breaks usually come when, like, um, like, for instance, like my mom takes the kids for the morning. Like mm-hmm. she'll take the kids for the day or like Erica's mom will take the kids for the night. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff is, is really nice. Cause what we'll do is like, for instance, with her mom, like we'll go drop off the kids and we'll do what we have to do. Like if we have to shop or we have to do some cleaning or whatever mm-hmm. we have to do, we do it. Yeah. We usually grab some food to go. Yep. We go sit down on the couch or on a chair, eat, watch a show, pass out. Yeah. And that's it. And then we sleep Man, as long as we want. You need you need me time, and yeah. and not just me time. You need us time, is what I like to call it. Like, yeah. it, it's harder because your youngest is what eight months, mm-hmm. maybe nine months, nine months now, yeah, nine months. Okay, and that's a that's a rough age. They're still kind of young. They're utterly dependent he on. He doesn't you. have his his schedule then yet. Exactly, and you're working on a schedule, and um, that just takes more more to 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 deal with. Oh yeah, you know. As a parent, and um, but when you get a chance, like mine are old enough now, seven and almost five, to where we can send them off to grandma's, and all right, we're going out on a date, just you and me, and it could just be going to eat, it could be a movie, something. Usually, we try to do a movie, go eat wherever we want to eat, yeah. something like that. Um, That's nice. You gotta set up, you gotta mm-hmm. set aside time for for you and your wife, man. Of course. Which I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying. For all you listeners out there, if you want some some uh, marriage um, quality marriage advice, quality marriage advice, yeah, make time for your significant other. Like, look, I understand your kids are gonna be your world, you know, and especially as a young parent, like that kid is literally everything that you gotta worry about right 
here and now. But I think what a lot of people forget to do is make time for the person that they love, who they're married to. And that may or may not lead to complications down the road. So also, um, yeah, like the biggest thing is just openly talking when you're angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> openly talking? Like don't like, go in the other room? Yeah, like don't don't just disappear. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think that was that was a big thing I had to learn. Or well, I think I've always been pretty open. Um, always kind of coaxing out that kind of uh, communication from my wife. My wife had to learn it, and she'll tell you straight up she still has trouble with it. <laughs> but uh, that's how the cookie crumbles. Yeah, what's the old saying? Uh, don't go to bed angry. Well, is that so? <laughs> that is the saying, but I think I think we both, uh, me and my wife, both have a tendency to go to bed angry from time to time. Mm-hmm. But we quickly resolve it, or at least if we don't resolve it, we come to an understanding. We do. We do talk about it eventually. Yeah. Eventually. Well, I think because you have to talk about it eventually, otherwise it just turns first into off, bullshit. It's, it's still on. Un- it doesn't matter how long you've been married. It's kind of uncomfortable to do so. Oh, yeah. Even, like, Mary and I argue sometimes, but it's, like, seldom. And that's because I think we're both just kind of willing to cave on certain things. Because after a while, you just learn, like, is it really worth the effort right. to fight? Or just, just give them what they want? Like, even if... Because at the end of the day, you just want them to be happy, right? Me and me and, me and my wife had, a, had a, a bit of an epiphany recently where we were... Actually, we had just dropped off the kids, mm-hmm. and she had said something, and my response came off um, snappish. Not snappish. It was. It was basically. It was. How, how did she say it? It was like I was. I was um, judging her. Her decision. Oh, okay. Like I was judgmental, but in reality, what in my mind, mm-hmm. it was just. I was being realistic. Yes. Straightforward. Mm-hmm. It was it was no filter, no emotional filter. Yeah. It was just like I'll tell you what it was. It's <laughs> she may hate me for saying it, but the truth of the matter is, is that she bought some shoes. Okay. For the boy. Okay. For Logan. Yeah. Okay? She bought some Under Armour shoes. Yeah. My response in my head was, or this is how it rolled through my head. Under Armour shoes. Okay, he had Under Armour shoes. They didn't quite fit well. When we bought them. So it came out as those don't normally fit him. Yeah. That's just, yeah. and it just but you, reality. But you weren't really being sarcastic. I wasn't, I wasn't being sarcastic. You were, you were just like, I hey, I just want to remind you because maybe you didn't think about it or you forgot, or which right. happens, especially when you're tired, especially right. with a young kid. Like, and I didn't say, like I said, it, it wasn't sarcastic. It wasn't meant to be mean or judgmental. But, it was just quite literally just take reality. Yeah. I just spoke in a mm-hmm. realistic, mm-hmm. like, this is the truth. It was just a statement. Yeah. And she, it, it upset her. But you know what it was? And we had to, like, really, we chiseled away at it. Yeah. Because I was like, look, it, it took a second because there was just tension. And I was like, look, I'm sorry. Um, I might have come off wrong. And she, and basically, like, she was like, it sounded like, 
or she felt like she was being um, judged for everything. Mm -hmm. But in reality, when we chiseled down into it, it was just like, we're both so tired. Yeah. And there's so much to do Mm -hmm. that neither one of us can do it all. Yeah. So like in her current position or at home, She's trying in her mind. She's always trying to do everything. Always trying to mm-hmm. do like I got to do all these things. Got to do yeah. all these things. And in my, whenever I say things, I'll be like, "Man, we got so many clothes. We got so many dirty clothes." Mm-hmm. It's just a statement. Yeah. She yeah. thinks God, I should have washed those clothes. Well, she thinks you're criticizing her. I'm, and I'm not, you're not. I'm not. I'm yeah. like, I'm like reality. If anything, you're just trying to be snarky. In the reality, like, oh, I'm look at all like, that clothes. Like, I'm just like, man, I should have washed some of those clothes yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and no. then, so we had to chisel down into that and realize, like, look, we're not. Neither one of us. I'm not being. I'm not judging her. And uh, she's doing an amazing job, mm-hmm. and that's what it came down to. Yeah. And it was like, dude, we're just fucking tired. Yeah. Because we're also yeah. like. I don't know if you, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've actually said it, but like, we're trying to, we're kind of trying to sell the house. Okay. I didn't know that. We're going to be listing it. And, but. So y'all trying to get everything. We're, everything's, you know, we're yeah. trying to get everything perfect. Yeah. Like we got like a storage unit for all the extra shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we got like, we're cleaning the rooms and we're doing these little repairs. I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, she did an amazing job with the, with the boys rooms and getting them all organized and cleaned out. And, um, we still have other things to do. Like we kind of want to, we just want to make it look really nice to where it's a quick sale. Mm-hmm. Like somebody walks in, they say, Oh, this is a really nice house. And then just buy yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, cause we don't want it to be on the market for long. So anyway, so that's, that's where all of our stress is. Also, we have an, a nine year old, nine month old and yeah. a five year old. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like yeah. everything. You got is, one that can kind of handle himself and one that, and is, one that can't at all. One is one that is getting to the point where you have to watch him yes. all the time. Yes. And he's he started, talking, he's mobile, huh? Oh, dude, he's crawling. Yeah, he's, he's crawling quick all now, over too. Place. Oh, yeah. They're all quick. Oh, boy. <laughs> and he started over the past couple weeks, he mm-hmm. started really finding things and putting them uh, in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Got to taste everything. Oh, yeah. Everything. Including, including like, little pieces of, like, magic eraser oh, that we're using great. to clean the yeah. house. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> we're, like, cleaning the house and, like, little little flecks of magic eraser will fall off and we don't notice, you know. Or, I'm sorry, my wife is doing it. I don't want to. I don't want to take. Oh, you don't want to take credit. For, I don't want to take credit for what she's doing. Yes. She's doing a great job. Yes. But so, like my my boy today, I look at him and I'm like, oh shit! So I grab him, and he's got like four or five oh, little pieces, yes, and I'm like, get just a full finger through his oh, mouth, yeah. like give me that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good times right now. Yeah, it's good times, and and it is. It quite literally is just. There's so much to do mm-hmm. that there's no way you could do it all perfectly. Yeah, no. And, I mean, you uh, do what you can. And you do what you can. can every every day. Or and the boy, the boy's not going to die. Nope. He's spongy. He's fine. He'll be all right. The little kids uh, are tougher than you would think. Yeah. You dig that little bit of toilet paper out of his mouth, he'll be good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's He's true. fine. It's true, though, He's man. good. It's wild. Some of the things you might find in your kid's oh, mouth. Oh, man. I, uh, I don't know. Things got easier as the kids got older. Um. I've said it in other episodes, but like I've, I've tried to make a conscious effort to help out more around the house. Because, I mean, sure, we work the same amount of hours pretty much every week. We both bust our butts, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah, same here. Yeah. But I've also found like there's some weekends where I thought, like, no, you, you don't, like, you need to sit your ass on the couch and watch TV. Like, don't worry about cleaning the house. I'll mm-hmm. clean later. Or 
if I have a day off or something, I'll clean the entire house just to give get like, it done. To get it done. Oh yeah. And then that way she can do it. Um, you know, try to if I come home and clothes needs to be washed, try to get the clothes going. Mm-hmm. Just try to help out. Um, yeah. I've what I've done like once or twice is uh just text her, man. Like I text like I texted Mary one day and I was just like, you know what? You're an amazing mother. You're an amazing wife. I'm thankful for everything you do, and I love you. <laughs> and I had her crying Trevor. at work. Well, look, man. I think when you get married and yeah. you get bogged down with kids, I and like it. you said, like you're always busy, and you might not have enough time for each other. Um, even though you know, like you know, it's the thing about marriages is you, you still like it's not that you they don't know that you appreciate or love them, mm-hmm. but you should still tell them. Definitely. And sometimes people just need their day to be brightened. And I think, you know, it's something that's every husband should do. You know, I mean, even she's texting me sometimes and, and said kind of the same thing. And it just brightens your mood. And it, it, you know, in the right time or probably time, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, uh, it could really just make a difference. Mm-hmm. And it helps everything. And, you know, miscommunications like what you have with your wife, like it might help ease those transitions. Cause they, like, there's sometimes where, like, I feel the same way. From there, where it's like, I'm not, I'm not trying to crit- criticize you. Like, I'm just making a statement to, mm-hmm. to make sure you're aware of the same thing that I'm aware of. Yeah. It has nothing, like, I'm not telling you to do it. I don't and want you is, to do it. This is just like, a mental fart. Don't think too I'm much aware, about it. Yeah, like, because, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm a man. Like, I need to be vocal and specific about what we are talking about and what we understand. Because what you're thinking and what I'm thinking probably aren't the same. Um, yeah, that makes sense. It's true, though. You so, have to vocalize, really. Yeah. Um, and, like, that's how I am. Like, I need to specifically talk about it to make sure. Like, just like, okay, like, something simple. Okay. So, normally, I'm the one who gets off earlier. So, I'm the one who picks up the kids. Because mm. we both travel, you know, she travels a longer distance than I do. But it's within the same range. But if she gets off early enough, she'll pick up the kids. So, like, she got off early, she got off early, early this week. So I'm talking on the phone while we're both driving. And she's ahead of me. But I asked her, like, hey, um, uh, you know, I asked her, like, are you, are you picking up the kids? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to pick up the kids, which is kind of understood. Like, the first one who gets off goes to pick up the kids. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to ask anyway, because I don't know. Like, maybe you don't feel like picking up the kids, in which case, you know, like, I don't at all mind picking the kids up. But... You know, since you're yeah. first, normally you go, you know, it's little things like that. Like, just take the initiative to be more communicative of what's going on. Definitely. You know? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely try harder. Try harder. Try uh, harder. Or just make an effort. Some people just don't make an effort, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah. It, I mean, it is so... are together, man. You know? It's, it's so incredibly easy to get stuck in your own brain. And also just... But when you're tired, it's not like... You might not even have the capability to fully understand that, like, what you need to do or how your significant other needs to be approached because you're just so exhausted, especially with yeah. younger kids, man. It's it's a different kind of exhaustion with two kids. Yeah. Also, I mean, when you think about it, um, our lives are so distracting. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of distraction. And, and I mean... Some people, 
some people use some people are treating social media like a fucking like a second job at this point, you know? Yeah. Like all day long. Oh, you, or, can, you can deep dive down the rabbit hole. It's um, it's wild, man. And um I've I've tried many times to like disable things and turn off things, but it's just did you it's turn part your of Facebook your life. off again? I did. Okay. Yeah. I tried searching for you today on Facebook and I couldn't <laughs> I could have find you. I was like, am I spelling Sean wrong? <laughs> how, how do you even spell Sean wrong? S-H-U-W. <laughs> Sean. Yeah. S-H-O. Um, so I was like, I wonder if you turned it off. Because I know every once in a while you'll, you'll sporadically just like, I, do. I need to walk away. You, yeah, I do. I need, to, I need to kind of take a break. Because I I, I have um, – I'm pretty sure I have an addictive personality. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard to – I've never been like addicted to drugs. No, I've never been an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've, I mean, right now, I mean, I maybe drink once a month at this point. You know, oh, I don't yeah. need those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, when it comes to things like social media or uh, message boards or just like talking on a messaging app, mm-hmm. I get, I get <laughs> oh, very, I very into oh, yeah. it, and, and, and. I mean, today, like, I was working. I was really working today. Mm-hmm. I really was. I was yeah. doing things. Yeah. But the whole time I was oh, doing things, I was talking the paragraphs. whole Paragraphs. Yeah. And, like, my job, like, I don't have a whole lot of time to, yeah. to check my phone. So I check on breaks, and, like, there's 40 new messages in our little yeah. group. And I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah, what we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about these days. Oh, yeah. Well, we can touch on some of that. Um Probably not. Let's let's take our first intermission though. Sure. Guess a little break. I need a, another beer, and I don't know if you need the bathroom or not. But we'll figure that not out. Not yet. Not yet. The seal remains yeah. sealed. Yeah. Don't break the seal. I broke the seal already, <laughs> man. You're done. I broke the seal before I started drinking. That's the problem. So, all right. We'll be back in a minute, folks. All right, we're back. This is second segment, and. Sean is starting it with a yawn. I didn't mean to. No. It was the timing. It was uh, worse. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, the worst. We got beer. Yeah, we got beer. We got mango that he's not eating. Mango's in front um, of me. Yeah, it's delicious. So tasty. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> Sean, Sean's trying to watch his, uh, his um, carbs. Yeah, I'm doing. Uh, so. I am I am on a keto diet. Um, oh, I am yeah. technically cheating with the light beer, but it's not horrible. I think, what is this, like 30, 30 carbs total? And I've had a good day, so. Yeah, it's light beer. You'll be you can right. have a little bit of a cheat. You have less right than 100 calories per. You're good. I'll just I'll just shake that off tomorrow, yeah. you know, start yes. over. Yeah. Within a few days, I'll be back yeah, in right. ketosis. It's all the brain processing that you're going to do tomorrow for D&D is going to oh, kill all those bro, calories. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. Can't fucking wait, dude. It's going to be great. <laughs> Yeah, D is awesome. That was so. This is my first campaign. My this first, is your first, my campaign. first campaign. Uh, we are what? We're level eight, seven now. Seven, I think we've been going for a year. Are we level eight? I don't think we're. Level no, eight. we're not level eight. Okay, we didn't level, level up last time. We Has are. it been a year? It's been almost a year now. I mean, we've taken like a couple months breaks because of COVID and shit. Yeah. But but okay, yeah, it's been about a year. Definitely, yeah. I mean, maybe over a year now. I think it's just been a year. Okay. We started last year at some point. It all feels like a blur. But, yeah, no. It does feel like a blur. My first ever D&D campaign, and I'm fucking loving it. 
Yeah. How many characters have you made? Oh, it's like seven. Yeah. That's, um, that's actually not that bad no. <laughs> compared to some people on like TikTok and stuff. Right. Like, I made a hundred characters with elaborate backstories. I'm like, that's a bit much. I was like, I halfway went through making a, a level twenty paladin, and I gave up <laughs> because I didn't know what I'd want. You know, yeah. having to choose all those abilities at one time is kind of hard. There is something though, because like as I'm going, as I'm going through, um, I'm a I'm a full on level eight barbarian, and um, as time has progressed and we've taken like really long breaks, I've had a lot of time to think about how this character. Sh- yeah, it's supposed to. Yeah, how, how I think he's going to become. Meet you. Um, and because we don't have a real tank, no. we have you, and then we me. have scales, which is like a two foot tall cobalt. Yeah, cobalt cleric. cobalt cleric, heavy armor cleric. He has a higher AC than you. He does, but you have a lot more health than that's he right. Does. That's right. So you're the the impromptu tank. That's right. I just run. I just run run through shit and throw spears at my character. I did not throw a spiritual character. Oh, you caused it. You were you were the reason. I did. I threw a you spear. Threw a spear. I threw a spear at our enemy yeah. who turned around and threw it back at yeah. you. Yeah, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> You're a barbarian. You're not supposed to be throwing spears. Nah, well, you know, You're supposed to go into a rage and punch something. Look, the, the javelin <laughs> says thrown property, okay. so I throw it's it. Okay. <laughs> I think that's like one of the only times my character took damage up until the last session. Yeah. Where we killed like forty clerics. Yeah. Low yeah. level clerics. But. Yeah. That was epic though. Oh man, I almost died though. I think. Did you? You were close. close. My skeleton, all my, my three skeletons. Oh, they got ab- ab- obliterated. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah First yeah. round, I yeah. think they all got taken out. Yeah, I was supposed to bluff my way, kind of past them as one of them. Because my character has a master of disguise. Nice. Um, yeah. And so he can make himself look like anyone that's within the same size of him. And he does like it's part of it's part of his background is that's what he does like because he's not comfortable in his own skin kind of. So he likes to look up like whoever he's interacting with at that time. So that's pretty cool. I thought it was it was interesting and it actually it helped us out several times. Yeah. Um, oh, you're great. Fuck, with I that saved stuff. us like two or three k. Yeah. In gold. From buying like a bag of holding and stuff, got my AC up by like three, I think. Yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, you, you you jumped it up on that one. Yeah, I uh, flirted with a, an innkeeper after I transformed into one of her kind, and we're in the underdark, and like there's two races that are kind of just fighting each other. That's true. That's, that's together. something we gotta look into tomorrow. Oh, I hope CJ has a recap because like, are you are you lost? I remember most of it, but it's been so long. So. I remember like we we got our we got our favors from the dragon. Yeah, we we who, finished who stomped, that part. Who stomped that egg? Stomped it quick, quick. Yeah. And then we turned gave around. Gave us some cool shit. And then we turned around and Scales is like, and "We're taking we, on the the and clerics." Then, and then we, we attacked <laughs> the holy, the holy place. Uh, the holy, the and holy temple. All the clerics. It was like seventy. I feel like it was upwards. It, of, it was like thirty. Ah, it feels like it was for. It was. It a lot. feels like it was a lot, <laughs> dude. My skeletons were taking. Like so many, um, what's the spell where like he has a spectral weapon? Oh, uh, whole, uh, spiritual weapon. Yeah, spiritual. Yeah, there weapon. were like nine like, spiritual weapons. My skeletons were just getting smashed. CJ was kind of upset. Like my skeletons weren't dying. So my character's a warlock, but he he's a uh, a, a path of 
it's like a path of spells or whatever. It's 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 a it's a book spec that gives me more spells mm. basically. Uh, but yeah, they're all like packed to the tome or whatever. Yeah, packed to the tome. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be a, a warlock necromancer, mm-hmm. but warlocks don't really cater to the necromancer build. It's wizard, but I didn't yeah. want to be wizard. So there's a, a pre-made uh, pact of like necromancy or whatever, where I got the Necronomicon in our game. And I fused with this new deity and the ability is I can summon up to, uh, it's so many skeletons per level divided down. So it's three. So once a day I can summon these three skeletons. So in game you have two patrons technically? Uh, technically I only have one now. I okay. think basically what happened was, was I, I traded one for another. Oh, so that won't come back to bite us in the ass. I mean, my, I don't, I don't uh, know. It's up to CJ, man. Um, he, he gave me some kind of God, but sure, like, I sure. don't know if the Necronomicon is, is, I don't think, I don't think it's the same God, but it might be the same God. It might just be a different, like a, a boost. I don't know. Okay. I'll talk to him about it. If we start playing regularly. Again. Yeah. Um, but I can summon three skeletons and their health gets a bonus equal to like I think it's like my constitution modifier and my my warlock level. Mm, that's could, pretty cool. I could add it to their HP. So they actually have decent HP for what they are. And uh the thing about skeletons is they have a higher AC than zombies do. Oh do they? Yeah. Oh that's cool. So they can kind of take a punish a punishing but you know what I want to do? So. Which I, I was trying to work towards but we were busy is I want to get uh like some explosive barrels. Mm. Okay. And like have one of the skeletons carry it on him. Hell yeah, dude. And kamikaze. kamikaze. Fuck yeah. Oh dude. yes. Oh yes. It's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen at some point. That's Otherwise, awesome. I'm just gonna use my necklace of fireball. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's coming clutch already. Oh so many I mean that's so many part fireballs. Of the reason we uh so we many ice some of those clerics was the was that fireball necklace. It's so many fireballs. And then Travis's wild magic, bro. That that's probably the most the fun. Oh, that's that's God, probably so the fun. fun of the game is and the, it came is the in wild the clutch magic. Too. Yeah, he he gets some good wild magic rolls. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that and he has no problem with activating the wild magic. Oh, he just does it because I think he just he's got nothing better to it's do. Chaos. <laughs> Let the chaos reign. I think I want advantage. No, stop, please. No, no, no. I'm gonna do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't care. My character. Has fire resistance, so I take <laughs> I take half fire damage, and I've actually been pretty good at, at 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 saving for the rules. So I take like a quarter fire damage most of the time. That's awesome. Yeah. So which is why I've been able to survive because warlocks are squishy. Yeah. I yes. don't have hundreds of health. You're you're a hexblade. No, no, pack to the tone. Pack to the tone. Hexblade's a uh, like pack to the hexblade, basically. Yeah, I was just wondering, like your um. I have hex, but that's that's different. It's a okay, little different. that's just a spell. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's so just a. Uh, who's your? Uh, or I'm sorry, you don't have to tell me who your patron is, but what's your what's your? Um, I don't even remember my patron's name. Honestly. Not your pact, but your 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 subclass. Uh, I guess it would be your pact, right? It is my pact. Pact yeah, is, is the pact. subclass. It's pact its own, and then technically with the Necronomicon, it's now pacted the Necromancer, which gives me the ability to summon. Once a day, the three skeletons. Okay. And then um, I also have like a level two buff. It's kind of like life tap. Anytime I do necromancy damage, I take half back as hell. That's true. You're doing a, a homebrew thing. Yes. Yeah, yes, my, yes, bad. Yes, yes. my bad. My bad. Yeah, because my warlock wants to be kind of like an arbiter of life and death. Ooh. 
So eventually, I might spec into like some druid shit. That's interesting. Yeah, and I, be interesting. I don't even think it'll make me overpower, but it'd just be fun to. You have the specs for that? Not yet. Oh, okay. Like I said, if we could start playing more a little more regularly now, I'll put some more effort into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, right yeah. now we're just trying to get back back into the swing. All I know, all I know is that barbarian going his shit. Oh yeah, and then and then I have. Um, Tortured Earth, I'm going to be starting up with Kidder. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be more role-playing. That'll be a scheduled, like, monthly thing. That's Once good. a month, we'll do that. So I'm excited for that. Yeah. I like, yeah, I, lo- I love Tortured Earth, man. I what's, mean, what's the... um, What are the mechanics like in this game compared to... It, can it be compared to 5e at all, or is it just different? It, it can. Like, some of the major differences is... um. Like, it doesn't technically have classes. Okay. You get points that you can spec into whatever you want to spec into. Gotcha. So, like, if you want to be stronger, then you take some of your skill points and you put it towards strength. Or in there, it's, I think it's, like, physical so power. Instead of, so, might. instead of, like, a class instead of like a class style, it's more like a it's, like you're getting into... It's um, more customizable. Okay? Like so Fallout. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, like a Fallout yeah, 3 yeah, system. Yeah. Like, you have a tree, mm-hmm. you know? Um, it's basically like that. Um... So like when you complete tasks, like let's say you go out, like you accept the job to go save a, a farmer. Well, if you save the farmer, you'll get like two or three skill points, and then oh. you can put those towards whatever you want. Whether it's your weapon to where now you have a, a higher, like you instead of doing one point of extra damage, you'll do two for mm-hmm. every skill point you put on, into it. Stuff like that. That's cool. So it's it's highly customizable, and I, that's why I like it because you can literally do anything. And do you have like a tree that like a printout or something you can see uh, where you you're have going a character, with everything? You have a character sheet, and it has the points next to everything, so like, gotcha. you can just add it. Um, that's interesting. It's enjoyable. And then my, my other thing is, uh, like you don't roll versus AC in Torture Earth. Okay. You roll versus their roll. So like if you attack someone, they roll to. So it's never right. a stagnant, steady number. It's gotcha. always constantly shifting, and I love that. It's, um, it's like a, it's like, um, yeah. No, I know what you're talking. Yeah, because there are there are things like that in D and D, but they're, oh, they're so, rarer. Yeah. So like, like you, you, you can, can do a strength versus DC. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like for an explanation for, for anyone who doesn't play this, um, if you attack in D and D, you attack and you do an attack roll, and you're basically hoping to defeat their armor class. So you have to get higher than armor class in order to hit, mm-hmm. but the armor class is stagnant. So if you if you attack enough times, you you know you end up finding out exactly what the armor class is and what you need to beat. Now that's fine, but I feel like it's just a little less personal because you feel like you're just attacking an object. That, to me, it always mm-hmm. felt like I was attacking an object. Like because if you think about combat, it's two people constantly moving. Now a good DM could maybe transcribe that to to explain what's going on in the fight. Yeah. And make it more interesting. But it still boils down to, like, I feel like I'm attacking nothing, you know, essentially. Because there's no variance. It's gotcha. just a stagnant number. You know the eight, You know the number to hit is 18. Exactly. So and when you, you don't hit, you like, oh, that sucks. When you, you hit, you hit you're like, oh, great, I hit. But, uh, it, I don't know, you just don't feel as good, I guess. I don't know. I and think with Tortured Earth, you're both rolling. So, like, you could roll a four and still beat yeah. beat their, their, you know, their opposing roll. Right. Because you might have whiffed the swing, but they weren't paying attention. Exactly. The or, they, is, or they tripped, and right. you end up hitting them even though you whiffed. Like, right. Stuff like that. And I think that just makes it 
the battle more realistic. And you know, we could do that. You could do that with D and D. I think you it could, just you could apply to it. D&D. Takes you just a little have bit more ad lib. Oh yeah. Well, you just have to figure it out. But like you know, trying to help out Kidder, but like, or you could just use his system and, and apply. Like because you can apply Tortured Earth to any, it sounds any like great. It sounds like it's yeah. Fun. You listen to the episode. So like, oh, it's yeah. it's a blast. Like I think some people aren't always a fan of like post apocalyptic, but what they don't understand is like Tortured Earth can be. Strictly fantasy, like it's whatever you make it. Yeah, it's and that's just that's the system. whole point. Like you can make it a westerner if you want, a sci-fi, a fantasy. Like it doesn't matter. The system's in place, mm-hmm. and it gives you all the building blocks you need to yeah. create what you want. That's awesome, and that's why I like. And I'm excited to play. So I'm playing. I forget the name of the race. He he sent me because like he gave us some options to choose from, and like basically my race is like a deer race. It's a humanoid deer, so like you know bipedal, but yeah, I got the fucking horns and That's shit. Gangster. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. That's gonna be fun. I'm um, I'm ready. Maybe you learn enough. We start up in a, in a different campaign. Oh, we don't have the time. To no, know. nobody does. But it's fun to think about. Oh, I would love to. <laughs> one day when I win the lottery and we oh, all yeah. have to work and we have our commune. Oh, one day. It's gonna happen. That that 150 acres in the forest, and we'll just we'll just etch out like farmland. Yep, and we'll have like our own. Internet satellite. Oh, why not? We'll just get we'll just get uh, Elon Musk's yeah. Starlink. We'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. And, uh, I actually tried to apply for his Starlink when did he was you? trying. To, yeah, but they didn't have my address as as a feasible. Like I live out in the boonies though, so yeah. Well, I was like, bro, if there's one place you should try to choose this place, like it should be this place. Just saying. Definitely. Like if you want to find out if your shit works, y'all get, y'all get hardline out here. Fuck no. No. You have satellite or I have like an internet hotspot. I got you. That's it. That's all that's the only options. And none of them are great. And yeah. nobody wants to run lines. Yeah, that's lame. Because there's just not enough people back here. That's what they say. That's lame. Oh, it's it's fucking terrible. Oh, I hate it. I mean it's, it's like the one bad thing about living out here. What are your options though, yeah? Like what are you gonna do? I just deal with it. <laughs> if I wanna play Call of Duty I have to wait till everybody goes to sleep. Or it's laggy or, or whatever. So, you're that guy on the other end who's jumping all over the fucking stage. <laughs> I was I was playing today and and like hacker. I was you so, fucking hacker. No, no, it was but it was in the reverse. Like oh. I would try to react to them, and even though I pull the trigger, like it would take like two seconds for my bullets to start flying, so I oh, die. No. And I'm like, this fucking sucks. That's, that's lame. Yeah, so I, so I got off. I was like, there's no point in playing right now because it's just not gonna work. Yeah. I wasn't a happy camper. But I like where I live, so I'll put up with it. And then when I win the lottery, I'll put my own lines. <laughs> I'm going to start up my own ISP. <laughs> with, or I'll just pay someone. With blackjack and hookers. Like, look, I'll give you all the money to run the lines, but I never have to pay for internet again. <laughs> okay? Like, this is me paying for it for life. Right. Uh,. That's pretty much what I would want to do. So, do you still, uh, you still play around with stocks or no? I mean, a little bit, man. Yeah. Like, like I said, like, oh, Robin, I bought, but I don't know. I hit a couple good spells with Bitcoin and a couple mm. other companies where I made a couple hundred bucks, which isn't a lot in the grand scheme of things. But I was only playing around with like fifty bucks. Yeah. So, you know, I figured a win's a win, really. I doubled and then I tripled, and I was like, you know what? I'm good, and I cashed out. I needed the money for something. I forget what it was. There you Maybe go. Maybe it was a roofer or whatever. 
But sure. after that, I just haven't been able to put the money back into it. It's don't even worry. I mean, the new normal is just buy GameStop. Really, <laughs> you just don't don't buy anything else but GameStop. Don't, don't buy GameStop. There's there's nothing else but GameStop. Just AMC, bro. Haven't you heard? Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah, oh, AMC too. Someone said something about Dogecoin or Dog Dogecoin. Dodge, yeah, I see. However you say it, and, I uh, have a little bit of that, but I I don't. And I was like, but I, I heard of that like it didn't happen. Um, or something. So. So Doge Dogecoin, uh, I got like a thousand shares, but mm-hmm. I got, but it's only like twenty bucks. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so insane. Yeah, like, but cheap. I mean, look at look at the bright side. Like, if your shares are ever worth a dollar a piece, yeah, like, you're you're fucking yeah, you're, you're you win. So uh, I bought them at like two cents a pop. Yeah. So and um and it did. Oh, it spiked right. It's like mm-hmm. oh my god, it was like five cents a pop. Oh, I would have sold. Yeah. <laughs> I take, I, just, I take the short gains like yeah, every day of the week. Right? I get it, man. I just held on to him. I was like, ah, oh, whatever. Yeah, I would have made fifty dollars and <laughs> be like, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I bought so I did buy GameStop because of mm-hmm. the because of the whole the short squeeze thing. And I was like, ah, oh, let's just see what happens. And I made a little bit, but no, I I, I bought in too late. You know, a lot of the people who were making all the money, they bought. I would have had to be been on that Reddit so <sighs> and been like, oh, this is what you're doing. You know, I would just take my paycheck and. But even still. <laughs> I was on that. I've been on that Reddit stuff for like two years, uh-huh. and I've been watching them. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, they really do sound insane. Oh, I'm sure they do. They really do. So you're yeah. just like watching them. You're like, yeah, like crazy. They're fucking radicals. I mean, like <laughs> any way you want to look, I look. Whether you agree or disagree with what yeah. they're doing, yeah, they're ra- what they did was radical as shit. It was. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like we we talked about it off air, like. I, I don't have an issue with sticking it to the people who've been sticking it to us. Uh, they've been taking advantage of the system for forever. Mm-hmm. And the difference is, is now some poor people are doing it. Yeah. Or poorer people anyway, because yeah. they had some money. But the point is, is like, oh, you can game the system. But the second I, someone who's lesser than you, games the system, now it's a problem. Yeah. Um, and that was the whole point of them doing it. It wasn't well, even to make money. Like, they even said it. Like, no. Most so, of them said that. So that's not quite true. Okay. So some of them wanted to make money. It's not quite true. So the original point of it mm-hmm. was that the squeeze was going to insanely spike the stock. Okay. Yeah. That was okay. the whole idea so okay. that people would make a fuck ton I got of money. You. So okay. people who had bought in at like $8, $4, uh-huh. they were like, we're going to squeeze this company. Really? We're, we're going to squeeze the shorts and these hedge funds are not going to be able to buy stock because mm-hmm. it's going to be so damn high and they're going to go broke. Yeah. Some of them have. Gone yeah. Broke, by the so, way. Well, it was but the yeah, idea. The idea was like I think it was like they're either gonna have to buy stock to in a short you have to buy the stock back in order to. Well, yeah, okay. So exp- explain to the listeners who, who don't fucking know. Oh like, shit. Or, well, we don't have to go into detail, but like basically what happens is shorting is just buying. It's it's borrowing stock. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what you're doing is you like okay let's say I want to borrow a stock one stock of GameStop from you. Right. Mm-hmm. So I go to Sean. I'm like, look, I'm the, the current price is a dollar. Mm-hmm. I'm going to borrow this from you for a dollar. Mm-hmm. And in one month, because usually there's a set time in one month, whatever the price of that stock is, I'm going to get mm-hmm. and I'm going to give you a certain percentage of that stock or th- that rate. Usually it's like a fee or 10 percent or something like that. Right. Mm. So I'm not quite sure if that's, but it's it is something similar to that. It's it. I'm sure it varies. 
But it's but it's the, like but the gist of it is is you're borrowing the stock so you can make money and then you turn it back over for the for the same price that you initially got it yes. for. Yes. But you give them like a percentage, so they make money off of it, a, a little bit of money off of it. But you're the one that makes like the biggest uh, return. Yeah. Um. Something along those lines. I'm not heavily fluent, but that's kind of the gist of it. You're borrowing stock. To try to to try to make a a, a profit, yeah. and then you're going to return that stock to them. Let's just say the basics on. of it is that you're 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 the plan is to make money on the failure of the company. Yes, the dip of the company. Yes. Uh, however complex or simple that may be, somebody on somebody listening to this is probably like you dumb shits. It's like oh, oh sure, look, it, I'm it, not at all a professional. It, it's I, not it's not insanely complex, but I don't even have the vocabulary really to no, go into it. Especially so, not right now. Um, <laughs> I'm too tired to think about it. Uh, so anyway, so these guys they they see the shorts, they see that the that this they had shorted the company over a hundred percent. It was like a hundred and forty percent. Uh, shorted or something like that. Yeah. And they're like, well, there's no way that they could fulfill those contracts if everybody starts buying stock. Yeah, which I think I'm getting it confused with something else. Because, like, shorts are basically saying, we think the company's going to fail mm -hmm. and we're putting money towards that end. Whereas the thing I was talking about is, is like, someone thinks that it's going to go up and then it'll eventually drop back down. But, like, as it's going up, they can sell, make a profit, and then sell it back to the person. But if it doesn't do that, or like somewhere along the lines, if it doesn't do what it's supposed to do, mm -hmm. you end up having to pay for that you stock pay a lot. plus extra yes. for whatever it is. So like these people are shorting it because they believe it's going to go down. Right. Whereas the Reddit people, right? They they saw the opportunity. It. They were like, mm -hmm. "Wait, we could squeeze this shock. Yeah. So, if we all get in, we could squeeze it, meaning that the price will go up." And yeah, they drove the price up. If they want to close, if they want to close their contracts, yep. it's going to drive it up even further. Yep. And the thing is, is now since the stock went up instead of it went down after the the period, like the grace period, which is like a month or whatever, these companies who shorted it, they have to pay the price of the stock. Yes. So if they have a hundred thousand stock, or I don't know how much, if they bought a hundred stock at four dollars, they're short. Their yeah. short contract was a hundred stock at four dollars. Now they have to pay three hundred and fifty dollars for per stock. per stock. Yeah, which to means close they're out that losing contract. out three hundred and forty six dollars per stock. Yeah, that they have to come out of pocket. So in other words, instead of making money, they're losing money. Yeah, and that's that's so, the issue. So it started off as as a simple squeeze. It was just like you know what, man, we can make a fuck ton of money off of this. Mm -hmm. There's like a million people here. Let's do it, and mm -hmm. that's what it was. Game, uh, uh, Wall Street's bet. Wall Street bets was like a million, a million two, a million three. You. Yeah, like, we could do it. Everybody just everybody buy GameStop. Yep. And sure enough, everybody started buying everybody GameStop. Bought and then all of a sudden, there was a million five, a million yeah. seven, yeah. a million. There was three million people. Yeah. There was six million people right now. So crazy on, on Wall Street. That's bets. one percent of the population, American population. Think about that. And it's all over the world. But still, no. But but I'm saying it's still an American company, yeah. And it's the American yeah. stock exchange mm -hmm. that they're directly affecting. They're probably affecting the international stock exchange, whatever that is, too. But the point I'm making is, is six million people. That's more than one percent of the American population. It's a lot. That's so, a lot relative to what you're talking about. So that's know? how it started. We're gonna make a fuck ton of money. Yeah, guys, get on this. We're gonna make a fuck ton of money. Mm -hmm. uh, and then all of a sudden, the hedge funds started bitching. Yeah. And they started complaining and they started calling 
Like, you know, this is ridiculous. Why doesn't the government regulate this? And then before you know it, you see like CNBC is talking about it. Mm -hmm. These people are in danger. Why are they doing this to themselves? And then you see like uh, everybody's basically whining yeah. at this point. Yeah. And, and Wall Street's bets like, you know what? You know what? It's not even about the money anymore. Yeah. Fuck these people. Well, I heard a lot of them actually donated their profits to, Did to, they? to uh, charities. Well, that's very noble. Well, I'm pretty sure it was kind of a, a, a also, save my ass kind I of I can't thing. pay the taxes. I didn't, make, I didn't make a profit. I didn't make a profit. I donated all the charities. So yeah. You can't tax me for it. Um, and also, are you really going to condemn giving money to charity? No, of course What are not. you, a piece of shit? Like, um, but... No, it's funny because it's like, oh yeah, now you see all the mainstream complaining to oh, the rich yeah. people who are losing money now, and that's and that's what it became. It became quite literally like. But here's the thing: like, how are you going to be like? Why isn't the government regulating this? Well, the government wasn't regulating when you were taking advantage of it mm -hmm. as a rich person, mm -hmm. but now these people are taking advantage of it, and now you want the government to regulate? And it's, it's not. It's not insider trading. No, it's not. And, and it's not. It's not people saying. It's not stock advice. It's just people openly speaking yeah. and saying, I'm going to buy, buy GameStop. You should, too. And that's, what, um, and that's what hedge funds do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, insider There's trading. There's no secret information. Yeah, insider trading is knowing something ahead of schedule right. and, and telling someone that so they can profit. And this is all based off of public information. Yes. yes. They saw, you could look yeah. it up online, How how what is the what is the short ratio? Mm -hmm. You could see it all on, on Google, and they'll show you. So this guy finds it, and he says, holy crap, we need to we need to buy GameStop. Mm -hmm. And that's where we are. I think it's like, it was 320, I think was the last time I saw it. Uh, it might be going down. It'll probably go down a bit. Oh, it, sure. it might spike again on Monday. Well, I imagine some people are, are selling to, yeah. to capitalize on, on what they made. I Definitely. Mean, I like I said, eight or 800% gain. Like It's crazy. That's ridiculous. That's eight times what you initially paid for it Yeah, if you bought it from the from the start, and there you know? the, and there are others like they're they're trying to do it with uh with Dogecoin. Um, and I heard AMC might have been AMC, BlackBerry, um, Nokia. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a couple others. I think Bed Bath and Beyond was was one okay. at one point. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's weird. a bunch of random ones, but I think um they look for high ratio shorts mm -hmm. and they jump on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it all started off as, you know, we're going to make a shit ton of money. And then all of a sudden it turned into, no, no, no. It's the little guy against the big guy now. Yeah. And we're going to win. And uh, and now you've got it. Now it's all political, over, too. Yeah. And you got people overseas. Yeah. You've got people overseas thing. jumping yeah. in. You've got like Asian markets are like, we're behind you. And it's like, what the fuck's going on? No, it's 100% true. And it all started off with memes. Yeah. Memes yeah. and jokes. Fucking Pepe. Dude. Not even Pepe. I don't think I saw Pepe. No, but I'm just saying. As, technically, I mean, if you want to go to like, you know. Yeah, it was fun. How everything snowballed. You can start it with Pepe. And and, and the funniest, <laughs> the funniest thing is, like, I never took them seriously, and I always just kind of jumped in to see because they used to post nothing oh. but no nothing but lost porn for a while. It was oh, just like, oh, look okay. how much money I lost. Whatever, time to take yeah. out a new loan, and it was all just a joke. Yeah. They didn't care. Yeah. And. Because ultimately, it's like they made fifty thousand dollars in one day, yep. and then they lose thirty thousand. You know, it just blah blah blah. blah most black people do, and um, and they used to they used to make jokes about like Trump tweets, like mm -hmm. Trump because Trump's tweets were insane. When you'd actually oh, read, they're hilarious, tweets, they're hilarious yeah. and they're ridiculous, mm -hmm. and half the time they don't make much oh, sense. Yeah. But you'd see like people would make memes about his tweets, mm -hmm. and they like circle yeah. the capitalized letters. Oh yeah. 
and be like, oh, look, S, P, and Y are capitalized in this. Everybody needs to buy Spy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, what the fuck are y'all doing? It was all jokes, and it was great for a while, and then all of a sudden, there's a revolution. Yeah. So... Why does everyone just want to re- have a revolution these days? Man? Oh, I, I think they've just been locked up too long. Maybe. COVID, bro. It's COVID. all COVID's fault. COVID. Yeah. I don't think we would have had this without COVID, actually. I, I really think no, it's but that's that what that I'm point. saying. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure most of the problems we're having right now is, is a reflection of COVID. It's, it is COVID. It's, it, maybe it's like... People you know, are going crazy. I wonder how many pregnancies are going to be within like the next year. I wonder how many divorces are going to be. That oh I heard there's a lot like if you listen to like Joe Rogan or, mm-hmm. or I've listened to a couple of different podcasts that kind of mentioned it like man I wonder how many people are getting divorced and then they talk <laughs> about people they know who are getting divorced I'm just sitting here like like you know divorce yeah I mean you, you shut you shut everything down you tell people like no 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 don't don't go out well the the fucked up part is like okay so I live out in the country it's no yeah. big deal like if you're telling me like when I was on lockdown for two weeks because of COVID it didn't matter I was I was bored out of my mind <laughs> like well when I actually because I didn't get tested for COVID my wife tested mm-hmm. positive but shortly after that I had a three or four day stretch where I felt like shit mm-hmm. where I slept way more than I normally do like just tired I would go to bed at nine and I would sleep till like nine and then I'd wake up. And then I would take a nap at 12 and then sleep till 4 Damn. and then wake up and go back to bed at 9 and rinse and repeat for like three or four days. And then I was home, so I was like, well, let me get some housework done. And uh, I could only work for like 20, 30 minutes, and then I would be like bone dead tired. And wow. I mean, I had a cough, and like it wasn't bad, but like I was mostly just exhausted. That's rough, man. And that, that went on for like the first entire week. I've had some um, – I've had three tests. Yeah. And since the beginning of the fall, I've had three tests, mm-hmm. uh, and they were all just basically negative. And the doctor always said, oh, it just looks like you have a, a basic-ass virus. <laughs> well, see, and that's the funny thing. It's like you get a cough, and you're like, oh, shit. Oh, COVID? shit, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've never um, been to the walk-in clinic so many times in one year. I, oh, I still, I've never gotten tested, even to this point. That's I awesome. just don't need to. Though. Like, I don't go to it. Shouldn't go nowhere. And then when my wife had it, my work was like, it don't matter whether you have it or not, you're staying home for two weeks. So I was like, well, fuck, okay. So why am I going to pay the $50 to go to the clinic and fucking get tested? I'm not. Just going to stay home, ride this shit out, and then go back to work. Yeah, well, I was bored as shit is my point. But the thing is, is I could go outside. I could fuck around in my yard, whatever. Sure. Talk to people. If you live in a big city and you live in a fucking thousand square foot apartment and you're stuck there for months on end, that's got to suck dick. And you live your life on Twitter or Facebook. Oh, oh especially like during yeah. Trump's presidency. Like, dude, all the all the shit. It was it was outrageous. Like, no wonder suicide numbers went up. Like, think about that. Like, people are like, yeah, the suicide rates are going up. You want to why? Because these people are stuck in their fucking houses and they're depressed. <laughs> like, <laughs> there really is very little good news. And I, I've, I've thought about that a lot uh, well, let me look. over the past few months for sure. At they, the end of the day, I mean, half a million people have died. Yeah, no, it's great. I, not great. Did I say great? You said great. That's that not great, great at all. No, I it, said, no, I meant, yeah, it's real. Yes, yes. It's, it's very I, I, real. I know you didn't really mean that. I'm just, giving, <laughs> I'm just busting your balls, bro. Uh, yeah, it's great. He doesn't I mean, think that's great. <laughs> he, but, but it sucks. It's, it's terrible. Real. It it's is real. terrible. But at the same time, like I was talking, and my wife works as a nurse. 
Like she deals with sick people. She deals with COVID people. Right. Like she's constantly introduced to that potential. She, well, she did get the vaccine though. Um, but the point is, is we both talked about it. And like at, after a while, you just need to live your life. Like I, it sucks to say it, but like you're going to get COVID sooner or later. It's going to happen. Mm. Yeah, probably. It's going to be like the flu. It's never going to go away. True enough. I mean, so, we're already, allegedly, we're already on our second strand. Yeah, there's two different strands. So, As of right now, there's two different strands. It is what it is. Um, Now, like, the vaccine should help, hopefully, to where less yeah. people get affected. But, like, it's it's going to be around. So, like, are you going to keep everything shut down still? Well, yeah. And what's the and what's the net, net positive for doing that? Well, here's the funny thing is now Biden's saying, like, well, we just got to let it run its course. Yeah, we're good. Like he said, he had a plan, and then he got in office and he's like, "No, nah, well, there's nothing I can do about it now." Well, the plan, the plan is still technically, you know, vaccines. wear mask and vaccines, right? Yeah, that's yeah. still the plan. Yeah, but it's it's nothing but that that's was the changed. Same, that was the same plan it always has been. been wear your mask. March vaccines since, was it coming. March or April? Even, yeah, think, even I with think, Trump piddle dicking around, by April everyone knew, hey, you need a social distance and wear masks. That's why I laugh when everybody's like, "It's Trump's fault." Three hundred thousand people. Died. I was like, "What?" what? He told you to wear a mask in like April. And yeah. We're in November. Yeah. So you're blaming him for that time after you knew what you were supposed to do and didn't do it? Yeah, no. That is the oddest thing about well, like the avid Trump supporter. <laughs> like you, you, you believe you or the avid Trump hater, like whichever one you well, like yeah, either so, way. So really what I mean though is like people when it comes to anti like, maskers I'm not gonna wear a mask. I'm never gonna wear a mask. It's like your boy told you to wear a mask. What? But well, here's here's my thing. Like, why is that your hill to die on? I'm just saying. Like, look, I don't like wearing masks. And look, if I go into a store and nobody's wearing masks, I take my mask off. Fuck it. Oh, I don't even play that game. I like wearing a mask. I don't. <laughs> I, don't. I actually don't mind. Weird ass homeschool. I was ginger bitch. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Look, look, <laughs> you can't have my soul. You can mask on. I'm not taking your soul. I'm joking. I'm joking. Your uh, soul tastes like shit. I can taste it. Yeah, it tastes like mangoes. Oh, it, it tastes delicious. So <laughs> I was talking to a guy at work, and we were just we were thinking about it. It was like, what's wrong with masks? Mask mandates. That's what's wrong with masks. Control. It's about control. So, but other than that, like actually, if they would have said inconvenience, yeah. it's not any major. Like I just exactly. want to clear that up. Nothing. I, I'm not. It's just. I'm not comfortable. I'm more comfortable not wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Do I mind wearing masks? No. I wear masks into everywhere I go. Mm-hmm. But if no one else is wearing masks when I walk in, I take it off because it's pointless. At that point, it's pointless. <laughs> that's that's true. what. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm not, yes. I'm that's not true. saying. I understand that, that. Like my point is is. First off, just be respectful of businesses. Yeah. Okay? Like, if they want you to wear a mask, wear it. Don't be an asshole. Like, why you got to be an asshole? Like, why Why is that the hill you need to die on? I'm yeah. just curious. Like, it. why is it so important? And I understand the control aspect. Right. But, like, what happens to, hey, why can't we just have common courtesy for each other mm-hmm. aspect? So, you know? back to what my, me, right. me and my Sorry. boy was talking. No, it, it's, it's all linked together. Yeah. But it's like... Um, you think about what a, a year ago, no one had a mask. Yep. You didn't. You didn't own a mask. No. You might have had some. And, and all those people in Japan that would wear masks, we thought they were silly. We're we like, thought they were crazy. Why are you wearing those masks? So now, 
we were sitting there talking about it and we were like, we sit there for, for years and years and years. We talk to, I mean, we're talking to each other right now. Yeah. 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 Within a, a reasonable distance. We're less than six feet. Oh, well, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm not kissing you, but, yeah, but right now, yeah, yeah. It's, it's still early, <laughs> but eh, one more beer, you never know. So, but we're, we're basically spitting on each other the whole time. Mm -hmm. And that's what we were talking about. It's like for years and years and years, for, for all of our lives, we just spit all over each other. Mm -hmm. Last year, before COVID became a, a real thing for everybody, a guy walked into work, one of our one of our major salesmen, mm -hmm. and he had the flu. Mm -hmm. He came to work. He walked around work. He, asshole, you know, he'd walk to one office, you know, hey, uh, we got this thing coming up. I need you to work on this, this, and this. And, <clears throat> and he'd walk off and he'd do it all day long for a couple of days like that. Mm -hmm. Sick. Mm -hmm. Fucking sick. Yeah. Seven people got the flu. Yeah. Like see, a week later, everybody was fucking see, sick. Like that's fucked. Like so I'm, now we have masks. Yeah. Mandates suck, but if you have the flu, you can just pop on a mask and you don't have to worry about getting anybody sick. Mm -hmm. Well, you, you still technically could, but eh. your you, percentage you, you will help drops. mitigate the potential to get someone sick, Thank which you. is nice. That's, I'll just say it. It's a be, better way to say. We gotta be clear about it. It is um, a better way to say it. I can't like, say you're I've, never gonna give any, yeah, get, make yeah, anybody sick by yeah. wearing a mask. Even if you both wear a mask, you still technically. Get it is still sick. possible. But you will severely lessen the likelihood. Yes. Which is also a good thing. Um, I've been to work sick, not flu sick, but like sick. Like mm -hmm. I felt like shit. I had a bad cold, but I didn't like I could get out of bed and I could still work. I just felt like shit. Yeah. For a couple of days. So I go to work. But when I had the flu, I called in sick. Mm -hmm. So like if I know it's something that's communicable and like that, stay home. Yeah. That's Which, ultimately the goal. Well, I have, you should stay I home. have sick days. And ain't nobody going to sit here and tell you, hey, you better come to work with the right. flu. Why? Cause, because if you're a business owner or you're running a business or whatever, if one person's sick, you don't want them getting everyone sick because if everyone's sick and everyone's home, you can't operate. Yeah. So if you're sick, stay the fuck home. It's just like COVID, but right. on a small scale. Um, and and just for like smaller viruses and stuff, like oh, I've had a head cold for a couple of days or whatever. It's like yeah, I mean, if you gotta if you gotta go to work, you go to work. Mm -hmm. Why not wear a mask? Well, here's, here's mitigate that risk, right? Yeah. And here here's the other thing. And so tell everybody like, why don't y'all just stick back? Even when I went to yeah, even when I went to work and I wasn't feeling good, I kept my distance as best as I could. Yeah. Okay, I go blow my nose, I take medicine, I try to stay a distance away from everyone. I want to touch them. Mm -hmm. I try to make sure I don't touch the same thing. Like that's just common courtesy. Like I'm not trying to get you sick, but I'm trying to come to work and get my paycheck. That's why I'm right. here. Um you know, now I have a little bit more sick days or whatever. So, you know, I got leniency or even then, like, I'll just not get paid a day if I have to, whatever. Uh, COVID's different, obviously. Um, it, it does have a higher mortality rate than the flu right now. It's going down. Um, but my thing is, is it's just the infection rate. It's, it's the infection so rate. insanely yeah, it's infectious. The numbers, the numbers aren't nearly what they thought it would be. Right. And that's that's the difference. And also, then, also at the same time. Lower than they thought it would be. Yes. Yes. <laughs> is that what you meant? That's kind of what I meant. Yeah. The, the point was, is our initial response to it and what we expected and like all the doom and gloom that, that was supposed to happen. Is it nearly the case now? 
But still sad. It's still sad. And we have to, as a society, give them leeway for not fully understanding something. They were learning, just like we were. Everyone was learning. Mm-hmm. So, like, they were wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got to forgive that. Even if they're the experts. Wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm okay. joking. You understand, wrong? right? Yeah. They're wrong. No, you hang them. Well, that's how this works. That's, that's, <laughs> that's how it's supposed to work, right? That's how this works now, sir. This well, is 2021. Okay. Okay, so, like, Fauci or whatever. I still mm-hmm. don't like the son of a bitch because he, he admitted to lying yeah. to people. Yeah. Because he wanted to save the master of the people he felt was more important. And I understand that. Yeah. But you still lied. And then you admitted you lied. And then and you expected then you everybody people, to listen after that. And then you told people, hey, I, if I feel like I'm working in your best interest, I'm going to lie to you. And you expect people to take him for his word. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. No. Like, you either you tell me everything up front or you go fuck yourself. That's how this should work. If you're working for the American people, then you need to let us know. Okay? Mm. That's how it should work. We've got trust issues, man. Well, Ameri- why not? America's got trust issues. Why the fuck I should mean, we... I don't fucking if trust... If you lie to us once, I we're done. I don't trust the government. I'm <laughs> no, sure as hell did not. not. I didn't trust Donald Trump worth anything. Yeah. Um, I don't trust Biden. I don't, <laughs> I don't trust Jesus the government well. in general. What a fucking election, huh? <sighs> Donald Trump v. Biden. That's... It was over to me, like, after the first week. I gave it one week from election results. I was like, whatever they're going to figure out, Mm -hmm. they're going to figure out in the next week. And at that point, that's what it's going to be. So even after... Right. Because I've had so many people tell me, oh, he's going to pull out the smoking gun. Just wait. Just wait. It's going to happen. I'm still like, no, Biden won. It's over with. Accept it. Let's move on. The thing I I completely gave up, Mm -hmm. I was kind of like... This shit could get weird. Mm-hmm. I was like that for a yeah, while, yeah. and then all of a sudden, like after the the electoral college yeah. voted, oh, I was like, sure. "Oh, y'all are done." Shut oh, up. Yeah, yeah. To me, it was done before that, though. Yeah. Well, but I I I'm always I'm I'm a very cynical person oh, when it yeah. comes to that stuff because oh. you never know what's gonna happen. Oh, I'm definitely cynical, but I don't think the one thing they're not gonna upset is the status quo. I wasn't rooting for anybody. Me it's either. not like that at, at that point. Here, here's my thing. Okay, so I voted for Trump. I, I was gonna vote third party mm-hmm. this time around, and I just couldn't do it. I was like, look, I don't. I hate Trump. Not a fan of Joe Jorgensen. No. <laughs> I I like some of her policies, what? but at the end of the day, Trump's policies itself weren't bad. He was just a shitty president as far as being president. Yeah. Like he wasn't the leader of the world or free world or America, whatever. Um, and I didn't like Biden. But well, I was like, I can survive another four years of Trump. I don't know what four years of Biden would look like. You know, it's, like they say, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. I suppose so. Uh, I still don't like Trump. I never really liked him. Um, so at that point, I was happy to move on from the Trump circus that mm-hmm. was the constant media, the constant bitching. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm more than I was so oh, excited still- to move on from the Trump shit, even though it's still technically happening right oh, now. Oh, it's insane! It's still there. Well, yeah, it's gonna be there for a while oh, yeah. because they're gonna ride that gravy train the, as long as they can. I mean, the media's—that's the media's cash cow. It's so amazing. It's their cash cow. He told them from the jump, y'all are all gonna make a lot of money. I remember that. 
He was saying that there we're all gonna make a lot. Y'all are all gonna make a lot of money off oh, yeah, of me. Sure. Yeah, like, whoa. Oh, and they did. And he, they fucking. I did. think he's the main reason that those outlets are alive. Yeah, because of with social media and everything else, like he gave them something to make money off of. And I don't think Biden's gonna do that. So the real question is: Is are they going to keep? Well, are they going to treat Biden with the same energy that they treated? Trump? No, they've already shifted. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, they, the the problem is, but that's is not that going to get them views. They don't. They don't need. They don't need the president though. They have now. They have the the evil rat bastard Republicans. Oh, oh of course. Yeah. Of course. Oh my God, yeah. the congressman yeah. and yeah. The, and the senator. And at the same time, like in their head, it's going to be we're fair and balanced. Like bitch. No, that's Fox News. Oh, is that Fox? That's Fox. Yeah, but CNN used to have something like that. Yeah, I think at one point it was like, uh, "This is an apple." I don't. I and don't, we're CNN. It's like I, I don't know. Like, okay, whether it's Fox, whether it's CNN, NBC, right. whatever. Anytime you put something in your header and you have to tell people what you are, yeah, you're fucked. Yeah, you're fucked. You're, you like I'm sitting here and I'm going like, <laughs> oh. Even with Fox News, and like I don't, well, I don't really watch mainstream media. I don't even right. watch Fox News. Uh, but like Fox News, really? Do you really have to put fair and balanced in there? Of course we do. Like, so the first thing I'm gonna think when I see that is, is y'all aren't fair and balanced. If no. fair, it's kind of like, okay, it's like when you drive up to this random ass road in the middle of nowhere, and they have this sign that's like, "Don't worry, there aren't alligators down yeah, here." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and you think about all the things that have to happen. Right. In order for someone to feel like it's necessary to make that specific sign. <laughs> yeah. Like, how many people got eaten by an alligator <laughs> before they're like, man. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. Seriously. We, we it's need, fine. We need to warn people about these alligators. Just leave them alone and they won't eat you. Like, how many people died? Was it like 50? It had to be a significant number, mm. you know? Definitely not zero. Yeah. Uh, and, like, now you're doing that with your, your news outlet. And I'm just sitting here going like, come, come on, man. Yeah, I, I, the fucking uh, news, news as it is now, is is outrage porn. So oh, for sure. It, it and and it honestly, it doesn't matter what side you're on. It's it's how mad can we get you at the other side? Yeah. Because we will we'll get oh, you. It's the two party system, bro. Yeah. And, and like, bro, I have people who get like furious with me mm. that I claim to be a centrist. How dare you? Yeah. What's yeah. wrong with you? Yeah. Do you have? Do you hold any pick, hard stances? Pick, pick, pick a side, bro. <laughs> pick a side. Pick a fucking side. We're at war. You know? Yeah, yeah. Y'all are at uh, war. Yeah, I get it. Have yeah. fun. No, well, <laughs> like I had someone try to try to like shove it on me that I was a uh, you know that uh, if you don't support Biden then no is it that kind no, of thing? No, it was more along the lines of. Uh, you're weak because you can't take a stance on anything. And I'm like, no, no, no. My stance is quite literally that your stance is shit. My stance is <laughs> that I don't agree with all of your views as the Democratic Party, and I don't agree with all of the Republican views. Uh -huh. So what I like to do as an individual is take each individual circumstance or whatever's happening, whether it's Lord. abortion or religion or fucking stonks, 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 um, mm. and look at that specific situation, and then make an opinion on that situation yeah. based on the information that's there, and then treating it on that opinion. Yeah. And that has nothing to do with the left side. It has nothing to do with the right side. It's me making a decision on that situation right now. But nobody, nobody thinks that way. 
And that's I mean no so, no no. So here's the question. Or, or people in the people in the parties don't. Here's the clarity though. This is oh, what yeah. I mean. Go ahead. Is that nobody if you would sit down and actually have a conversation long winded about somebody's political views, mm -hmm. eventually you will find something that they don't agree with their party on. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's somewhat centrist in some way. Well, most Americans are middle of the aisle. Like you can't you can't tell me that you agree with everything the fucking Democrats do or everything the Republicans no. do. No. I don't agree with everything the libertarians do. No, I know. That's it, what I'm that's saying. That's the that's the reality but, of the But but the difference is. is the people who claim like who are hardcore right. Democrat or Libertarian or Republican, they will side with their party yeah. even if they disagree with them. How odd. That's why but that's why I broke away from like the Republican Party, because I, I claimed to be Republican for years. Well, funny thing is I said it before here. Like I started off as a registered Democrat, mm. swapped to an independent, and then swapped to a Republican. And now I don't. I mean, on the voting ledgers, I'm still a Republican because I haven't changed it, and I probably won't because I want to vote in the primaries. Gotcha. Um, but and you can't you can't vote for primaries if you're independent. Right. They won't let you. Yeah, they just changed that like three or four years ago, right? Yeah, it's it's I don't know. It was right before Trump they changed it. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Is what it is. Yep. Um. It's stupid, but uh, it's just another way to control the vote. But anyway, mm -hmm. um, but that's why I broke away from the Republican Party because they were so willing to just let Trump do whatever he wants, whether they agreed with it, whether it went with their their virtues and their values or mm -hmm. not. But oh well, we're the Republicans and we have to back the Republican president, and he's going to give us what he wants. Yeah. So they basically bent over and took it from him, right? Like you do whatever you want. I was like, no, fuck, like. No, you're supposed to be the people that keep him in check. Yeah. That's your job. Your job is to represent me and make sure he doesn't hurt me. And then you I do think that the shit. only the only actual long lasting effect Trump will have um, on the government would be his federal judges. Supreme Court. And even and his, his judges weren't bad. Like his picks weren't bad. Mm. Which is the, the irony of the everything. Everyone complained about it so much. Mm-hmm. But they're good judges. They're not bad judges. Like even on the stuff that he had them, like even the stuff that they ruled on after he picked them, they didn't really rule in his favor. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like what he specifically wanted. Yeah, I mean they shut him down on his own fucking on his electoral challenges. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like so, like all that bullshit you were worried about him stealing stuff. Like no, like they they did their jobs to the letter of the law as they were supposed to. So Incredible. were they bad picks? No. Um, <laughs> yeah. So how do you do you think do you think it was stolen from Trump? Mm, There's some question, isn't there? I think every I think even the people who were full on Biden supporters knew that there was something fishy. Well, okay, so I was thinking about that and, and I had I remember seeing a video or I, I watched a video of the um, electoral challenges that were made during the Bush administration. Mm -hmm. I think it was the, the last was it well, it was like Florida that was the deciding. Was yeah, it? yeah, but there was a difference between the, the challenges that were put forward, or the, or were they challenges? Is that how they phrased them? I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. No, okay. Anyway, so they were challenging the electoral college votes of certain states, but it was more along the lines of, it wasn't about fraud as much as it was about. Um, they were questioning – no, I guess it was about fraud, but it was about how many people were allowed to vote. I and, gotcha. 
And on top of that, it was more or less, you know, we're happy, we're happy to certify these votes. Yeah. But we believe that going forward, we need to look into what we believe are issues with mm-hmm. the voting system. Yeah, which there are plenty. Um, and that, but that's how it was phrased back. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple weeks ago, it was literally phrased like, "This is all a fucking scam, and I don't want to certify these votes." Yeah. And I was like, "Shit, man, that's a big difference." Um. Again. Well, the funny was thing there that, was there fraud probably. But no, no, no. Well, here, here, it got to a point where there's not even a question of fraud because everyone agrees that fraud occurs. Yes. It's the amount to which it happens. Yes. That would affect the overall outcome. Yes. It's and just that's like that's in, what that's what it's all just the, like in Georgia. Like they're like and there that's how all the that's all the cases yeah, were ruled. Yeah, and they were saying there wasn't enough evidence to show that this this stuff happened. And even if it did happen, even the votes that you would get would not be enough to, to overturn the, mm-hmm. the results. Therefore, there is no case. Therefore, there's, and there there's all, no case, which, which is 100 percent accurate. So in that sense, I don't feel like Trump had anything stolen from him because, like, you went through all the legal processes. You did. You had all the all you had months to, to turn in evidence to show mm-hmm. that wrong was done. And you had none. There was no smoking gun. There was no evidence. And look, right. Regardless of what I think or anyone else thinks, like, look, do I think some shady shit might have probably went down? Yes, most certainly. Mm-hmm. But we're a nation, or at least I want us to be a nation where you need evidence to make your case. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't slander somebody. You can't make wild accusations. You need to have proof. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have proof, you don't have a case. So the proof that was brought forward were eyewitnesses. I think they had, a lot they of, had eyewitnesses. a lot of eyewitnesses and a lot but of, but that's, um, that's still conject. Like what they're learning today, even in the court systems is like firsthand accounts aren't credible witnesses. Mm. Like you could have someone who experienced something 20 years ago, but just the changes in your memory and your brain and over a 20 year period, you could definitely be getting it wrong. And there's also the factors of you could have got coached mm. or you could have read over the details of the case. So and that's, made, that's made your where the opinion, that's what the, general consensus is for it's you can still use firsthand accounts yeah but i think the court systems are starting to understand that like the older they are the less credible they are and and you know even then like sometimes it's if it's my word versus your word it it's nothing you have nothing you know interesting so um so do i think like these firsthand accounts in this situation i mean yeah, there's probably some value to him, but even then, like anyone can say anything. I could say, "Hey, I saw some shady shit." Well, can yeah. you prove it? Like, do you have books? Well, if I don't have books, if I can't prove it, then what am I supposed to do? You know. Thanks for sharing your anecdotal evidence. Pretty much, mm-hmm. and like, it's don't get me wrong, it's it sucks, but you have to weigh the pros and the cons of. Okay. How do you lay accusations on someone and how do you go about, you know, carrying out justice? And for the betterment of everyone, the only way to do it is to have evidence. Okay, you can't just go around saying people did something. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the crux of it is because of social media, because of news and everything else. People are guilty way before they ever have their day in court, you know, like. Even though our court system is supposed to work, you're innocent until proven guilty. The court of public, uh, public opinion. opinion 
is you're guilty until proven innocent, basically. Pretty much. That's how it's been working, right? Yeah. It's messy, to say the least. Well, it's fucked up, is what it is. Yeah. Um, and the justice system is most certainly not fair for everyone. Even now, it needs to be fixed in many ways. But How would it, you fix it? I say bring back the gallows. Bring back the gallows. <laughs> I mean... I no, I'm joking. That's a bad joke. The, yeah. the death penalty should be a lot more uh, expedient. Expedient? And efficient. Mm. So, but I also believe that the death penalty shouldn't be carried out unless you're absolutely certain that person's guilty. Yeah. There's going to be there's, serious, yes, yeah, serious yes. evidence against you. And you but if there is. Done, you have to have done something heinous. Yes. Yes. That's the other thing. Like, yeah. I don't mind letting people rot in prison, but. You're gonna kill them. You need to be damn sure that you have a justified reason to do so. And I do believe there are some people that deserve to die, but I believe you better be damn fucking sure that they deserve to die. If you're questionable, then you shouldn't kill them. So, uh, on that note, let's take our second break. Awesome, and it will wrap up with another All right, one. People, we're back, back. back from intermission, and um, we really hopped into the into the the main uh topics uh let's go ahead and do some introductory questions for the last segment <laughs> okay yeah we, were, we really did just kind of roll with it oh we? no i'm fine with it this yeah. is this is what it's all about i'm yeah, just gonna baby. do a couple questions and then we can we can hit another another uh mainstream topic or sure. whatever yeah sounds good so um favorite movie or movie that you would suggest for the listeners to listen oh to? man it doesn't have the my favorite. Movie, I think but. my favorite movie has always been Fight Club. Fight Club. Yeah. Um, Brad Pitt, Edward Norton. Mostly because Brad Pitt's like super sexy. He is very sexy. <laughs> look, look, man. I'm, that dude's uh, ripped like Jesus, bro. I'm very much a a heterosexual man. I mean, like you gotta admit when you see it, though. There's, but but I can appreciate a sexy man. I that's, guess that's I guess true. What you can say like. If if a young Fight Club Brad Pitt came up to me, he's like, "Hey, hey, uh, g- give me your booty hole." I'd be like, "All right." No. Yeah. Mm. Happen. Pause. No. No pause. <laughs> no. no <I'm> just, <laughs> You're gonna pause uh, with my pants down. No, my I've always, I've always no. loved. <laughs> but but <laughs> he's so stupid. Oh, he's so stupid. How many beers? <laughs> Not enough. Uh, this is um, me. <laughs> this is my regular. Beer. That's what's up. It's just a joke, though. So um. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've always loved like uh, um, psychological stuff. Oh, it's a great uh, multiple movie. personalities or, or or things with um, memory loss or anything with, with like a, a huge twists. Mm-hmm. You know, something oh, that yeah, kind of yeah, throws yeah. you off at the end. Is, and that movie was fun. chaotic and chaos, fuck, yeah, like mind fuck and definitely. everything. Um, definitely, and some great acting too. Yeah, Edward Norton's a psychopath, I think. <sighs> He's a good actor. Though. He is. He's a psychopath, but he's a good actor. I still, <laughs> I still like Brad Pitt more, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Brad Pitt's a good actor. Um, I mean, I, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure Brad Pitt plays plays a really good Brad Pitt. Yeah. Yeah, he's amazing at acting like Brad Pitt. He, he is. I'm trying to think of a movie where like <laughs> he he breaks away from that role. Oh, interview um, with a vampire. Yeah, I guess that would probably uh, be the deepest. I, one. I talked about that last episode, but like his acting—that was not Brad Pitt 
role. Like that, like Louie is just kind of like a depressing figure, like very mellow and yeah. like not suave, like just, I mean, I guess the gentleman aspect is kind of Brad Pittish, but like that, that was a character where he wasn't Brad Pitt ish, mm-hmm. you know, like Mr. And Mrs. Smith. That's that, that rubbed kind off of Brad as Pitt. Brad Pitt. Yeah. Also, uh, I mean, what, uh, what was it called? Um, uh, seven years in Tibet. Is that, is yeah. that what it's called? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Where he plays like a British, a British, um, explorer. Mm. I think, I don't know. It's uh, been a while uh, since I've seen it and it didn't make an impression. So <laughs> even, uh, is it meet Joe black with Anthony Hopkins? Oh yeah. 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 But even that was still kind of still, it was still, still, still a Brad Pitt role, man, but he's still, he's still a good actor. Yeah. But I, I get what fine. you're saying. But like Edward Norton, I think it's just his penchant to play weird fucking characters, like different. You know what so, I'm saying? So yeah, and the thing with actors too is like, there are very few actors that end up playing, uh, divisive, huge, ones. huge, broad spectrum yes. characters. Yes. Most, I mean, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is pretty much always Tom Cruise. Yeah. Well, funny enough, the only acting part I really know of Tom Cruise where he broke from the mold was Interview with the Vampire. I was about to, I was thinking that, the same thing. But that was one of his best performances of his yeah. career. Like, it might be more or less that <laughs> she sounds like she's, yeah, laughing. she's laughing. Um, it's it might be more or less just that there's there's more of a of a recognition of the actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, well, you think of like Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, but that he, dude plays. But he see, he's a method. Like he's so he's yeah. So the method, the so method like, thing is is he huge. he lives that role. Right. He becomes a so people. like gangs in New York. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's amazing. There will be blood. Yeah. Like, freaking Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, Abraham. Lincoln. <laughs> you got gangs in New York, yeah. and you got Abraham yeah, Lincoln. They're so different. Completely but he different. He plays them to a T. Yeah. And he has power. Like he's powerful in his performances. Um. He's an amazing actor. He really is. I mean, I still like, I mean, Brad Pitt and Edward Norton, they're still A-list actors. Sure. You know, now some of that might be more popularity than than anything. Well, I mean, Norton played some amazing characters. Fight Club. Yeah. Uh, the Machinist. The Prestige. No. Prestige was Christian Bell, huh? Uh, Illusionist, maybe? The Illusionist. Yeah. Illusionist. Because, yeah, I think it was the Illusionist was, was Edward Norton. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh... Yeah, and you could say that they're di- Edward Norton plays different characters. He does. He does. Um, he has a little bit more range than Brad Pitt. Yeah, but they're, they're both people uh, who I would watch like whatever movie they're in. Oh, you Brad Pitt and Twelve Monkeys. Yeah, that was like Brad Pitt times two Fucking though. Seven. That was crazy, Brad Pitt. Seven. But it was still Brad Pitt. Was seven Brad Pitt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah. I feel like he he broke away from that role a little bit. Was it a box? What's in the box? Maybe, I mean, it is Brad Pitt, maybe we have no right to criticize these people. I'm not criticizing. Them. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't feel, I, think, I don't feel like we're criticizing. I feel like we're just trying to flesh out that's what true. exactly their yeah. niche is. Because like, you do you do kind of like you say something. I, I'm totally cool with, with saying something and being wrong with it and then like the, yeah. breaking it up and being like, okay, yeah. yeah. There's something more there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Brad Pitt may may have a little bit more range when you start to really think about it. Yeah, I'm not saying he doesn't have range. I'm just saying Norton might have more or just a little, a little bit wider of a range. Yeah. They're all amazing actors. It, it, it doesn't matter. Like it's oh. kind of like Anthony Hopkins. Like 
Anthony Hopkins usually plays Anthony Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Like, just he always plays that kind of mind fuckish character or super intelligent character. Like, that's his roles. Mm-hmm. Almost all of them. There was a movie. And I don't want to pull out my phone to look it up. You, I, can, you can. I can't remember the name of the movie, but it made an impression on me when I was younger. It was a movie, again, psychological. Um, it was about a bunch of people stuck in a motel uh-huh. during a rainstorm. Okay. And as it progresses, people just start kind of dying off. Uh-huh. It wasn't a great movie. Like, I've watched it again okay. recently. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. But people start dying off in the, mm-hmm. in, the in this motel, and then it comes slowly into focus that it's actually like in the mind of a crazy person. Oh, okay. Like a serial killer. Gotcha. That he's killing off his multiple personalities. Oh, interesting. In his own brain. And like the last personality mm-hmm. is the one that takes control or I whatever. Gotcha. That's a cool concept. God, I can't remember the name of the movie oh, now. It it's, doesn't sound familiar. Is that, um, if I saw it, maybe like if I saw the title. Anyway, I'm blanking on it. But that was an interesting movie, too. It, yeah. That's But that's the kind of stuff that I like. I like yeah. the multiple I mean, personality Fight stuff. awesome uh, on so many levels. Twisty stuff. Um, I, I, I've, I've told people, or I've told people this. It's like, if, if I, if I figure out your movie, I'm, I'm automatically bored. Like, right away. Yeah. Well. You've got to throw I'm, me for a loop. I'm very good at. Figuring out what's going to happen before it happens. With like, you movies. see the beats. Yeah. yeah. Like I can kind of tell the direction it's going. So, if you surprise me, it's great. Oh, yeah. Um, But even then, even the pursuit of finding out, because sometimes I'm right in a way, but not exactly the mm-hmm. way I thought. And I like that, too. And even if I'm right, I mean, I just get vindication and be like, ha, I got it. If not, whatever. But, I mean... Enjoying the movie is, to me, kind of just figuring those things out. Like, where is it going to go? What's the feel? Because everything has kind of a tone. So when someone breaks away from the tone, you appreciate it all the more, for sure. Uh, But I don't fault it. It just depends what you're watching. If you're watching a rom-com, you pretty much know how it's going to end. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it's some... You know, magic is gonna happen. So uh, they're gonna they're gonna kiss in an airport or some shit or some shit, or, <laughs> or they, they're not gonna end up together, but they're they're gonna learn a life lesson. Yeah, you know, yeah. and find their true love. It, I think I think I like. Um, have you ever seen Have you ever seen Enter the Void? Uh, I don't think so. Oh man, that's a weird one. So, Enter uh, the I remember seeing it on Netflix. Um, the first time I ever saw it, it was on Netflix. It's a POV. Okay. You're, you're behind the camera. Yeah. And you're watching this person uh, do drugs. Mm-hmm. Rave scene. Okay. Um, you're watching his life, the night of this life, and then you watch him die. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, it's the weirdest fucking movie. And then, like, he... There's Rebirth. Oh, it's okay. like yeah. I said, okay. incredibly strange, mm-hmm. but it was a weird experience. It was interesting, an interesting though, right? experience. It was just different. It was just different. Yeah, it stuck with me. Yeah, it's like that was cool. <laughs> you know, just watching this dude just live his nightlife. You know, like I'm gonna go do some DMT and then I'm gonna go hang out with my girlfriend and no 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 and then he gets shot and then it's no, shit. so crazy. oh it's over and it's like okay, it's no not, you're not over yet it's not over I think there was a I think there was a point where it was like it was he was. It was uh, his life was flashing before his mm-hmm. eyes. So you're watching like his childhood and he's growing up and yeah, phew, white light, doctor, yeah, 
that yeah. kind of shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Reincarnation. Reincarnation. What? Facts. Uh, <laughs> facts. Facts through movies. I don't know what movie I want to want to push on the people tonight. Um, I had thought about it earlier, and then I forgot it. Oh shit! And I can't remember. I hate that. And and normally I write it down, but I didn't get a chance to write it down. I think I was driving home or whatever, so I couldn't write it down. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I guess I'll just go with the Green Mile. Great movie. Tom Hanks. Yeah. A uh, bunch of other actors. I can't remember their names right now. But I mean, he's he's kind of the highlight of the movie. But um, Stephen King movies are surprisingly good. He's. So it depends I, which ones you watch. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like um, thinner. Have you ever yeah. seen thinner? Oh, yeah. thinner. He, they have a lot of movies based on like his short stories and stuff, but some of them will surprise the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. They turn. Have you ever seen fourteen oh eight? Oh yeah, that was yeah. a good one. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was a good. It's one. Like one minute. It's like a whole, <laughs> like a whole shit storm of living. Uh, was uh, it's only just begun? Yeah, that was good shit, man. Yeah. Like I'm. And it's so funny because, like, if you were in that situation, like, mm. you start reliving shit over and over and over again. Well, just in that specific situation where, like, you literally think you go through, like, hours of torture, like, mental fucking torture, and then, like, you snap back and it's only been, like, a minute. Right. And you're like, what? It's like, like what, the clock what resets. The fuck? Yeah. yeah. Time dilation. And then you're just like, yeah, fuck this. What if you stay and ride the ride? Like, if someone was like, look, we're going we're gonna to put your mind through hell, but like physically you're not going to be hurt, but right. mentally you just, like, do you think you can handle it? No. Probably not. No. I I, it, well, how I long? I'm stubborn though. Yeah, how long? No, like the day, because I think the whole thing is you can't stay the night, right? Mm. So like all, everything he went through was like one minute. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so you got to do that like 60 times within an hour. And you have to be so, conscious of it. And you have to be conscious of it. And then, yeah. so like one, and then you got to do that for eight hours, like overnight, I assume from, well, let's say like nine to, well, probably more than, that'd be nine to five. So let's say nine hours, nine to six, sun come up, you know, sun, sun, sun down, sun up, whatever. I can't imagine. I guess it so just like depends 60, on, it would depend on how 60, crazy the minute 60 is. 60 times nine, I guess. What yeah. if it's just like a normal minute where you're just like watching the same scene? Uh, over and over again in a movie, so mm-hmm. you just watch that for eight hours straight. <laughs> or like, what if you do? What if you do it for like eight hours and like fifty nine minutes, and you're about to hit that last minute, and then like the ghost resets you back to your one minute, <sighs> and you just went through like five hundred something, yeah, like days worth of mental torture, yeah, and the ghost are like, yeah, yeah, fuck you, it's nope, just like reset the clock, like fuck you, yeah. That's a good movie. Though. Great movie. That's a good movie. Um, it was an interesting. I love interesting concepts. Yeah. Uh, Weird it's, shit. It's funny because like I'll I'll narc on a. Who's the actor in that one? Do you know? Is it John Cusack? Yes, John Cusack. That's the guy. He's so great. He's not great now, but I, I love him. He got old. Yeah, he plays some weird stuff now. Oh I'm sure. Um, I mean, he, he, at this point, he could probably just do whatever he wants. You know who's been playing some super weird shit? What? Um, Nicholas Cage. Oh yeah, I saw the color of space or color out of space or whatever. It's such a great. Movie. It's a good movie though. Like it wasn't. It was not bad at all. And then he has another one. Uh, I forget the name of it, but like his his wife or something gets killed, and it's it's on Shutter. It's kind of like a horror movie. 
I forget. It's like some chick's name that starts with an M or something like that. Like Mandy? Mandy. Mandy? Yes. I want to watch it. I didn't it. see that I one. Watch it. Yeah, I want to watch it. I heard it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there are certain people who refuse to quit acting <laughs> or anything, right? Yeah. So, like, I, like I was talking to another guy about, like, um, Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. It's like, he's just not going to stop. Because oh. he's the he's the kind of guy who's who's always gonna have to beat somebody up, you know. I don't know if he's gonna be able to get worthwhile fights because probably cause not. Basically, his stick has been like, I'll fight whoever as long as you pay me thirty million to do it. And like, what happens when the money's not there? Yeah, like, are you gonna keep? Yeah, like, I'll, are you gonna go fight some no name to try and get your credit back up? Like, I don't, I don't know what he's gonna do. Like, right. I don't think he doesn't have the same intensity that he used to have. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, I guess in in I my, that. I'm not. Saying, Eventually, everybody not, has to stop. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm not saying that he's gonna stop because because of that. I'm saying is is he might not realize that he doesn't have the same intensity. Like in his mind, he might be the same Conor McGregor. Yeah. But I'm watching him, and I'm like, he doesn't have that intensity anymore. He hasn't fought in like a year, right? Whenever he fought. Um, well, I mean, Poirier? he just he just fought Poirier, but. But, um, well, that's what I mean. Like before, before, yeah, before that, it had been. Well, see, this was his first MMA match in a while, I mm-hmm. think, because he did boxing before that. Like he lost to uh, Floyd, right? And I think did he have another boxing match? I don't know. I mean, he got paid a lot of Floyd, the Floyd one. And in all honesty, even though he lost, he put up a good fight. Like he went ten rounds with the arguably the best boxer ever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in my opinion, Floyd's the best boxer ever. Mm-hmm. And McGregor's a great a great striker though. He is, but it's not like he's not just a great striker. Like he's mentally mm. at that level. Like I'll put it to you this way: Do I think I think if because what a lot of people don't know about Floyd Floyd Mayweather is his dad was a really good boxer, so he grew up being taught by a world class boxer how to box. Since he was like four years old. And that kind of pedigree can make you an amazing like boxer. Mm-hmm. And I think if McGregor would have had that same training as a boxer, I think he'd have like a puncher's chance of beating Floyd for sure. Now, Floyd has some of the best defense any boxer has ever had, which is why I say he's the greatest, because there's been plenty of great strikers, but Floyd's main thing is the He's only ever been really, like, touched up maybe two or three times in his career mm. where someone, like, almost, like, because he doesn't normally take big hits, you know? He'll take sucker, like, little hits, but, like, a big, like, almost knock him out hit, he's only ever experienced it two or three times. Gotcha. And he's been in, what, 50-plus matches, 100, I don't, well, not 100, but, like, 50-plus matches. Mm. And he's only ever been close to kind of maybe a knockout two or three times. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculously good. That's great. Um... Yeah, you know far more about that than I do. That's for sure. I listen to a lot of Rogan. You do? I do watch UFC a lot. Oh, okay. And, and I, well, I help run a sports page on, on Facebook, a group, and uh, I try to learn about the different sports. Because I, I enjoy sports in general, but there's some that I have time that I can pay attention to and some I don't. And boxing is not always exciting to me. UFC is a little more exciting. Uh, boxing's more of a technical sport because I mean both people are going to throw 500 plus punches you know whether they land or not or, or what they do you know uh, I don't have a full grasp on but I can enjoy it like I can watch one and enjoy it yeah you know um, that's great 
I just kind of make it the point that, like, if Conor McGregor would have trained at an early age to be a boxer all his life, I think he could have been within the same range as a Floyd Mayweather or, like, Manny Pacquiao or some of the, you know, considered to be the greats of this era. Well, Even then, I don't know. I don't know enough to yeah. argue with that. So, no, well, I mean, I'm going to sh- take your word for yeah. it. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm 100 on that, but I'm just saying like, I think it's possible. Yeah, he he has the ability to be that good. Oh, just he doesn't have the time because he's only spent like maybe two years boxing. So, um, it is what it is. But do what you do, Brett. That's right. Oh. Um, never do movies. Do you read often? I have not read. So I wasn't a, I wasn't a reader. I didn't like to read when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a lot of issues with, um, uh, dyslexia. Okay. Uh, I had trouble following lines and flipping words and shit. So I hated it and it, I was very slow. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until uh, I started settling down, uh, whenever I, I met Erica, we started dating for a while, that we were like, she was like, I think I'm going to just start reading some more. And I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'll read too. Mm-hmm. And um, so I would I would read things like I read The Hobbit for the first time. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, this is a cool The book. Hobbit's fun, but it's, yeah. it's long-winded. Yeah, well, you know. It's the Hobbit. It's the Hobbit. <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read the classics or whatever, you know. I was like, yeah, I yeah. like, I like, I like reading uh, adventure, adventure yeah, fantasy, high fantasy, high fantasy. I like it's high fantasy. What it's called. Yeah. I read, I read Ender's Game. Yeah. Um, I just, just the one. I started reading the second one. You did? Yeah, I didn't finish it. Okay. Um, not it's different. Not for not trying. I just didn't. Oh. I didn't. I don't think I had time. I think things I things changed. It's. Good, but you have to get to like the third book. I enjoyed Andrew's game. It was very fun. It's very fun. It's mm-hmm. um it's sci fi, but it's also political intrigue yes. in on the later books. So a little bit of mystery behind everything. Yes. You and know, what's like, the goal? What's... And and with like the Ender series you have some aliens in it. So it makes it more interesting. And I'm not talking about like, you know, some kind of weird, creepy horror aliens. Like these are just like scientifically legit, just a different life on a different planet. Gotcha. And that's kind of what the plot revolves around. Yeah. Um, whereas if you read that, then you need to read the, the, um, the shadow, I forget what it's, if it's shadow of Ender, it's basically being from like the first book being, yeah, it's a, it's a four book series on him and okay. his life because, uh, they Wait, don't, was it, was it, Ender's Game was a standalone, or did they have a? Ender's Game is a part of a four book set. Okay, so they did Ender's Game as a standalone movie. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they didn't like. By the way, the movie the, wasn't quite as good. It was. <laughs> it I was, always wanted to say that it was okay. Like <laughs> it no, was good. It was bo- decent. The book yeah. would be bad. It, it was good for a movie version. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, I watch it every once in a while. I think I watched it again this year at some point just to see. It was okay, and I was like, eh, you know, could live with it, could live without it. But yeah. um, the second four book part is surrounding Bean, and like what they don't really show you in in the first Ender's Game book is like the role that that Bean had, because Ender's the one that gets shown as like 
Mm-hmm. He he saved all of humanity, but without Bean, he wouldn't have been able to do right. it. So it's a behind the scenes of Ender, and um, everything that Bean does to save Ender, and then uh, the next three books after that is Bean trying to live his life. You finding out that like he's literally the smartest person on the planet. Why he's the smartest person on the planet, and then his goal is to unite the planet under one government. And that'll tie back into the later books of Ender's Game. Because, like, your first book is when he's a kid. Your second book is, like, 3,000 years in the future. Yeah. Because he time time skips. Yeah. So. So, I guess I'll I'll have to pick that one up soon. Or pick it up in the future. Check it out. I mean, it's good if you have the time. Yeah. I don't Um, have the time. You don't have the time. But I need to make a list. Yeah. I, Um, I usually read for my lunch breaks. There you go. That's what I do. I sit in my truck and I read. Other things, other things. I got into a comic book. Really? Uh, Which one? Binge. Or two? Mostly just Marvel. Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I read what? I, what there's, there's a lot of Marvel a lot, stuff. Yeah, a little bit more specific. Lots of arcs. I read. Um, I read a lot of arcs. Like I read a lot of. Uh, Would you buy like omnibuses or mm, no? Sometimes I did digital. Depending. Okay. So I did a lot digital. of digital okay, stuff. Cool. I read like Civil War. Okay. Yeah. I read. I read House of M. Gotcha. I read. Uh, I read all the cla- all the hits. You Did know you, the big ones. Daredevil kills Marvel. Uh yeah. Um, I have a physical not, copy. Not Daredevil. Um, not Daredevil. Uh, uh Deadpool. Deadpool. I don't know why I said Daredevil. Yeah, Deadpool kills the Marvel universe. Yeah. Or whatever it's called. That was great stuff. Yeah, I had the physical copy. That was good stuff. Uh, I, and I'm not a huge. I enjoy comics. Like I've learned. Like. I've read a couple. And I'm like, oh, I enjoy this. I loved. I loved uh, his. Uh, I'm more of a book guy, but I loved his conversation with Wolverine. Yeah, that was just the best oh, yeah. part. I was oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. this is it's perfect. It's it's Deadpool. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect. You know. Yeah, I have uh, I have that. That's the only Marvel comic I have. I mm-hmm. think I have uh, the Killing Joke. It's a Batman. I've read that one too. Yeah, and then good. I have the Omnibus of. Was it like the Darkest Night or whatever? Screen Lantern? No, not that one. I didn't really get into any DC stuff I know, except I, for a couple I like of Batman Green Lantern things. though. Uh, so it's basically Green Lantern and how he becomes a rise, but how he goes like dark. Like you find out there's a black ring, and then he eventually becomes like a white lantern. Like nice. there's there's like zombie lanterns. Like black ring basically makes undead people. Oh wow! Shit like that. Oh, it's crazy. Like there's an undead Superman <laughs> or something of like there that. Is. Yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> Um, but so many great orcs. I like, I like comics. I like, I have a bad habit of just reading the plots. Like I'll go online and I'll just do a deep dive into the plot. So like, I'm not actually looking at them, yeah. but I'm reading everything that goes on within them. I was using Wikipedia as like a, cause everything I'm, everything I was reading, I was reading it from like the nineties and up. Yeah. So I was using Wikipedia as like a, like a, a, a list. Yeah. Like start at this saga. Or start with this arc, move to this arc, move to this arc, move mm-hmm. to this arc. Read these four books in between, and it was it was not it was cool. Yeah, it was kind of like a guide, get, right? Yeah, you get the whole mm-hmm. the whole like twenty years of Marvel. It was an expensive hobby. Oh yeah, no, it is. It, it was is. Um, even digital. Well, that, I think that's why why I had an issue with getting into it because I just I never bought comics before, mm-hmm. you know, and it is kind of expensive. Um, did you ever read? Um, Messiah Complex? No. That one was good. Uh, that one was uh, the story of Cable. 
After, okay. After I believe it was after House of M. Okay. So do you do you remember House of M? Did you read some? I didn't read it, but like I I remember some of it. House of M is, I believe House of M is what loosely what the WandaVision series is based okay. on. Um. It's okay, it's basically it's basically like the snuffing out of all mutants. Gotcha. Um, and that was all Wanda's fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, she she tripped the fuck out and she basically took everybody's powers away mm-hmm. all in one go and re- yeah, yeah, re- yeah. rewrote the world. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then, that's, um, that's her. She can manipulate reality. It's part yeah. of her and her and powers. She's one of the strongest. Like, and I believe after that there were no more mutants being born. Possible. Um, and does that tie into the old old man Logan comics? I was I was kind of mm-hmm. looking into those recently. Old Man Logan was good. I don't think they tie in. I was just curious because, like, Old Man yeah. Logan, um, in the future, like, almost all mutants are extinct. So, like, there's only like twenty of them left, mm. and like, he has a conversation with one of them, and uh, oh, I forget her name. She's the one that turns into like a diamond. Mm. She was in one of the movies. Oh, uh, uh Emma Frost. Yeah, Emma was Frost. it Emma Frost? I think so. I think She's the one with Rose Crystal. Yeah. Well, um. And, like, basically, she's like, we were wrong. We thought we were the next step of evolution. But, mm-hmm. look, it's been this long, and there's no more new mutants. Mm-hmm. So we were just a blip in the radar. Like, mm-hmm. kind of, you know. So that's why I was wondering. I think it's Because you could have tied that into it. It might have sure. been, like a, like, a, like, a break off of the universe. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, so, anyway, uh, Cable, being Cable, randomly shows up. And so... Uh, it's kind of it's all kind of tied in. There's a blip. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! There's a new mutant. Everybody oh, okay. freaks out, and Cable gets involved. I got you. And if anybody knows this by heart, and they can question me on it, but this is what I feel like I remember is that Cable finds this kid, this baby, mm-hmm. grabs her up, and starts skipping, doing his time hop yeah. thing. Yeah. And eventually, his what happens is is his, his time warp his time belt or whatever yeah. he was using, it breaks. I got he can you. only jump forward. Okay. So, and but now he's, he's stuck, in the, future now he's stuck in the future. He's raising this baby. Yeah. So he's, it's this whole story arc of him raising this kid. Um, and he keeps jumping further and further and further into the future. Like every time he has to escape an issue, he mm-hmm. has to jump into the future. I got you. And he has no control over how far he goes. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's comics, and I mean I've read other things like um, the Legends of Drist. I've read like three books. That's the, good. The though. first three. So the actual first three, or like the Drist. First the Drist. Three. Okay. The so Drist you, first. So you're reading three. it how you should. Yeah, read. like Sojourn. Um, yeah, I'm just making sure. Uh, or is because it, what's the first one? I had the omnib. I have a. Uh, I have the graphic novel of the first three. Do you? Yeah, Travis got it for me for, that's awesome. for my birthday one time, I think. But uh, Sojourn was the third one. Yeah, because that's when he leaves. That's when he finally leaves. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, I read those three. uh, And then I read, like, the first two, I believe, of the original. The Crystal Shard. Yeah. Series. Crystal Shard series. I read the Crystal Shard and, like, Streams of Silver, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or Streams of Gold or something. I don't know. There is a Streams of Silver. Yeah. And there's a lot of books. (laughs) It's been been almost nine years. There's probably, like, 50 books by now. It's insane. So I think I'm, there's two new books I need to read. I'm just taking a break from it. Mm. So and I read them all digital. Well, 
I get I, I get most of them on my Nook. That's good. So like I like I like reading on my Nook. If I really like it, I buy it. I went but, to I went to Books a Million one time with my with Erica, and we were just kind of looking around. God. And I pulled one of them, and it was like this fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, this was what I was reading. And she's like, no, you weren't. I was like, this is what I read. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I read five of these fuckers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. um, it was, it's, it's, it's nice. You know, it's like, you feel like you accomplished something when you read like that. Yeah. I just like it. I get lost in them books. I need to get back into it. It was fun when I was doing it. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm almost done with the interview of the vampire trilogy. I'm on the last book. They're good. Yeah, uh, awesome. I'm enjoying it. Which I mean, I always liked like vampire stuff, so it's up my alley. But it's cool to because the movies aren't that bad of translations from books to movies. Like they get some things very right, but they leave out like other things completely. Uh, like Queen of the Dam left out a lot of stuff, and I'm currently on that book, and the details are just like, man, there's some other important characters, and like they're in the movie, but you have no flavor of who they are or what their significance hmm. is. So I remember seeing that movie, not watching it, but I remember mm-hmm. seeing it and thinking it was just odd. It looked like it was going to be an odd movie. Well, I mean, it's technically like it's the third book in the series. Is so it? it's technically a sequel to interview of the vampire, but there's a book in between those mm-hmm. book series. They didn't make called the vampire Lestat. Yeah. I don't think they made a movie. So like the one. first, the first book is Louie. Right. And his experience growing up. And then the second book is Lestat's experience from being human to being made a vampire to, to traveling and all that other stuff. And then through Lestat, you learn about the Queen of the Dams, uh, Akasha, and uh, her lover, Inkle. And they're basically like the mother and father of the vampire race, which is also in the movie. But like you find out more in depth of how... like how far along that is, how they came to be, like, all kinds of shit. Nice. Yeah, it's awesome. And, like, you learn, like, Lestat's not really that much of an asshole as he's portrayed in an interview, which I said this last episode, but I'll say it again. Like, he's not like, – he's more of an asshole than Louis, but Louis is, like, the least asshole vampire to ever exist. Hmm. So – and he's very melancholy, and, like, he's a sufferer. He blames himself. Like – He's the guy who feels bad about having to kill people, which actually um, Lestat does too, just not to the extent that Louis does. Like all the vampires uh, feel somewhat bad about having to take human life to live, but they just kind of accept it as they, their their lot. Yeah, like they have to do it. It's, so. it's all seen as a curse in this. Universe. Not all of them. Not some yeah. of them are, are big vindictive assholes. Hmm. But many of them, yeah, it's basically just like, well, I mean, I got to do what I got to do. But basically, the way they describe, like, getting blood from someone is orgasmic. It's the only way I can really say it. Because, like, they don't, in the books, as far as I can tell, they're they're not capable of having sex. As far as I know. Like, they kiss, but that's all they ever tell. Yeah. Um, There's no, like. But they're saying that, like, human blood is better than sex is better than any drug they ever had. And one of the vampires they have in this book is someone who was just turned, but she did like heroin and everything else. And she was like, there's nothing like this blood, you know? Weird. Yeah. It's very, it's very, that's cool. But, uh, I just like the details. I like, you know, getting deep into it. So I'm finishing that up. Uh, and then 
there's more books after that, but I'm gonna finish the first three books and I'll probably go back to the other ones. Cause I think the other ones are standalone books, mm. but within the same universe, just of different vampires. Interesting. Um, but I think I'm gonna swap it up and I'm gonna read uh, the Perks of Being a Wallflower next. Really? I love that movie. Mm. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's uh, totally different from interviewing a vampire. It is completely different. But, like, <laughs> I read all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's good. I think I'm going to read that next. And then from there, we'll see how I feel. Oh, oh, Stop on what I want to read. Stop I know. What are you, tired or something? <sighs> Friday. A little bit. You know, you have to work all week and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sleeping so good. Till 8.30. the <laughs> plan. I kind of got my D stuff together. so I got to wake up early tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're doing the whole thing tomorrow. Yeah. I'm doing all right, though. Get you some coffee on the way to Hell yeah. Days. I'll probably get me some McDonald's. We'll see. I told Robbie, I said, so we're going to leave. We're going to leave his house at 9. But it still kind of gets us there, Lord. So I was like, we'll stop. I need to get gas, so I'll stop at Restrack for sure. Get some gas, get a Red Bull. Get pregame. 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 And then head that way. Yeah. Oh, you got any questions for me? You? Yeah. I need uh, to start asking people this. Yeah, man. Um, You listen to music? I do listen to music. Yeah. You still? Oh. Okay. Yeah. What, yeah. What are you, what, what's your favorite song right now? Uh, right now... Um, I'm about to look at it because I listen more than I look at the names of things. <laughs> um, Just get them in passing. So I have a playlist. So I got Spotify and I I pay for Spotify. Okay. And besides for no, not having ads, not a hundred percent of all like aware of all the benefits of having Spotify and paying for it. But I like the fact that I can look up pretty much any song and make a playlist. So. What I do is, is every once in a while, I'll just go through whatever I'm feeling and make a playlist of the songs that I'm feeling at that time. Mm. So, like, right now, um, Outcast by NF. It's literally called NF. Mm. And uh, I don't want to play it right now, but I was just okay. trying to look at it. Uh, Let me see. I'll, I'll, I'll write. I'll type it in. And, and, NF and remember. is... Just type in NF, I guess. Okay. And then look him up. And... I mean, I'm an Eminem fan. Mm-hmm. His style, he's he's a rapper. Ah, so you're you're he's, you're, a, he's kind of like a rock rapper. So like he his style is Eminem esque. Okay. So, so you're 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 into uh, hip hop right now? Just this one song. Okay. Um, I'm also listening to. Uh, I have some old school stuff. Whiskey Lullaby. Oh yeah. Some old uh, Brad Paisley. Dead and Gone by T.I. and Justin Timberlake. My God, you're back in like 2004, oh, oh, dude. that's what I was going through. Yeah. Um, it's like I remember when Stronger, I... Stronger by Kanye West. <laughs> I remember in Graduation. The by 50 Cent. <laughs> uh, Heartless by Kanye West. That's Joker, amazing. Joker and the Thief by yeah, you're uh, going. Wolf Mother. That's amazing, yeah. yeah. Joker oh, I'm all, over, I'm all over the place. Wolf Mother. Oh, man. What's the other song from Wolf Mother that I love so much? Uh, is it Woman? Because that's no, I also have that. There's here. another one. Oh, there is um, another one. Uh, I have Tonight, I'm Fucking You by Enrique Iglesias, ah! slash Ludacris, slash DJ Frankie. Awesome. Yeah. Um, 
<sighs> Love Runs Out by One of the I have a bunch of stuff, but um, that's kind of just where I'm at. I'm all rock, country, slash, hip-hop. Do you listen to anything on the... Um Oh man, well, how do you even describe it? Uh, electronic spectrum, uh, like more electronic music, kind of like pop. I guess Elect- so. electro pop. I guess so. Is it kind of like techno or? Uh dude, I don't even know what. To... Have you ever heard the song um, "Running Up That Hill"? Okay, so do you know who it was by? Uh, her first name is Meg. It's a, it's a Meg. Yeah, Meg, Sorry. Meg something. Meg. Uh, it better not be Meg the Stallion. No. I'm not going to listen to that. No, 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 no. Uh, if it'll pop up. Is I, it, it's not Megan Trainer, is it? No. What's the name of the song? Watch. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up right now, actually. You, you pull this song I up. don't have to play it. I'm just going to pull it up. I mean... Meg I, Myers. Meg Myers. Okay. Meg Myers. Running up that hill. So it's a it's a remake of a remake. Oh. Of a remake. You know the... The funny thing, oh, I hear it. It's right here. I'll listen to it later. Yeah, it's. It, I um, I find that I enjoy um remake songs. Mm. So I'm sure you've heard of the song WAP. Mm-hmm. There's a rock remake of it, a hard rock remake oh, of it. Of course, there is. And I love the hard <laughs> rock remake of it. And I blame. I'm gonna go ahead and plug them in right now because yeah. I I plugged them in every episode. The nightclub, my buddy Travis, uh, Joe Blow Horror Show, uh, Tortured Earth is coming out with podcast soon. I'll go ahead and plug them with two. Uh, nice. But Travis for the nightclub played this hard rock version of WAP at the end of one of his episodes and it got stuck in my head. <laughs> and every time I listen to it, I don't listen, like, I'm past it now, but for a while, I would listen to it on a daily basis. Nice. And I'm like, I don't know why I enjoy this so much. It's a catchy song, yeah. but just like, you know, it's hilarious. I told Mary, she just kind of laughed. I was like, yeah, I don't listen to the original, but the remake, I love. That's cool. Um, yeah. That's just, awesome. It's, it's, it's so crazy, like, because... The reason I asked about music is because for a long time, probably a good year or so, maybe even longer, I just didn't listen to music. Really? No. And I don't know why. Hmm. I think I was I think I was tired of it. My problem is or I couldn't find anything new. Is I have a playlist of songs I listen to like over and over again uh-huh. and I get tired of it. And then I kinda of take a break from it until I find a new playlist. You know, and there's not many artists where I listen to their entire album. It's usually like a few songs here or there. Um, one that I found out I really liked in the past couple of years is Post Malone. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, it, again, I, I don't, I don't want to yeah. say I don't listen to music. It's it's yeah. weird because I don't seek it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't actually actively like. Oh, maybe I should listen to this or maybe I should, if it's on the radio it's on the radio like my my wife well, listens to music mm-hmm. my thing like my truck the radio doesn't work so anything I listen to is going to be through my phone gotcha so it's either podcast or music yeah I listen to a lot of podcasts I listen to a lot of podcasts also. lots of podcasts um yeah I enjoy the podcast enjoys the long conversations mm-hmm. well the topic just depends uh what would you do if you didn't care about money? Or you had the money? 
if you if money wasn't an issue, mm-hmm. what would be the thing that you would do as a job? I'd probably have my own businesses. Yeah. Like I want to start because I I always like the idea of having a bar. Yeah, and then yeah, a bar, and then. But the thing is, is like I would open a bar how I want to, and I'd I'd hire someone to run it for me, and I just pop in whenever I want to. You just want a place to drink. <sighs> Maybe <laughs> I like the idea of running a bar, but if I have that much money, I want to have more than one business. And if I have more than one business, yeah. I don't have the time to to just run one. So like I would want a bar and a restaurant. Mm. Um, it's probably not yet, and then. I'd probably try to make some kind of gaming lounge, kind of like I used to used to have with the lair with Kidder, but in Lafayette, and then have more than just video games. Like have a basketball court. Uh, Do you just want to hang out, please? For kids, yeah. I something that I I don't know if I'd say I you gotta I, bring back Q's are <laughs> right. Yeah, you yeah. know Q's are right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I uh, I don't know if like I'm extremely passionate about it, but like I like the idea. Of a place for kids to go and stay out of trouble and keep their nose sure. clean and have fun, you know, kind of like a rec center, but just independent. Mm-hmm. Like, just be like, look, pay twenty dollars a month, you get in and you can do whatever you want and once you're in, you know. Yeah, I'd, I'd pay to send my kids to your place. I think people would. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of just like the the uh, fucking. It's good for socialization. What's the name of the, of that place? That jumping place that Drew Brees opened up in Lafayette? Oh, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? I forget the name of the place. I, do. I went there. It's awesome. Is it? Yeah, I went for a birthday party, and uh, they have a bar. Like you can get alcohol while your kids go and jump. I mean, so what's better than yeah, 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 yeah. parents getting drunk that's while their saying. kids have fun? That's what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm about. That's but that's shit. But uh, this place would just be for kids. I'd like to open up something like that for the kids, for the community. Uh, I also give a lot of money away. Probably. So, like, I mean, you, Chad, like, all our mm-hmm. friends, family, everybody would have something. Yeah. If, if I had enough money. I think I think charity would – I'd probably do a lot more charity. I, oh, I would do charity. I keep thinking – the reason I ask is because I, I feel like some, some people have an answer. Mm-hmm. And some people are still trying to figure it out, mm-hmm. no matter how old they are. Well – I think you have to find what you're passionate about or what yeah. you, you know, cause like it's, you, it's something you got to definitely dwell on. Like if I didn't have to worry about money, what would I be doing right now? Cause it wouldn't be what I'm currently doing, mm-hmm. but what would it be? Mm-hmm. You know, cause I think everyone needs a driving force. If I didn't worry about money at all, I would probably be venturing into like voice acting. Oh, see, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'd try to, I'd see if it was worth it. You know, mm-hmm. money is, <laughs> Being able to have a full-time job that pays enough to pay yeah. bills yeah. is incredibly important. Yeah. So you, you you almost don't want to spend time venturing into new things. It just depends on how much you want to do. Like this podcast was venturing, me venturing yeah. into something. But I'm awesome. not doing this for, for money or fame. or I'm doing this because I enjoy having conversations. Yeah. And I think people can, can find value in, in those conversations. And it's also a muscle to flex, you know? It's it's It's... Something to, to practice, and you oh, never for know. Sure. It's well, something I, that you. It, it's something that's definitely different from from the norm of my everyday life. Uh, it's something I look forward to all week long, up until the episode. You know, it's 
Uh, it's just something to definitely feel passionate about. Maybe I just maybe if I didn't worry about money, I just play D and D all the time. You probably would. You'd, <laughs> make, you'd make another seven characters. Fuck yeah, dude! Fourteen tops. <laughs> Fourteen tops. All of them with very very complex backstories. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Ten pages. Level one means. character. Front and back pages. Seventeen relatives. Oh, at max. Relatives. <laughs> with with little them. Jimmy John. All of them have their own occupation. And his crust of bread and lettuce. Oh, it's it hasn't been the same since my nephew, uh, Billard died fifteen <laughs> years ago. Yes, by a random stick. That's some weird chalky residue on the internet. Mm, I need to find out. <laughs> I need to find out where that chalky stick came from. It wasn't natural. Uh, it didn't belong yeah. in my forest. Yeah, there was a white handprint on it. <laughs> my motivation. My motivation. What's the your motivation? The billard killer. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh shit. Um. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's what I would do. Uh, I toyed with the idea. Like, if you drive, you know, down 49 long enough for the interstate, um, you see, like, those old hotels that are, like, closed. I think I'd want to buy them and renovate them. Really? And then and then use them for um, veterans and homeless mm. people as a place to stay until they can get back on their feet. Yeah, that's a good idea. And have, like stuff in-house to help them. It, it's one of those things where you start to wonder, like, what does the government do? <laughs> I mean, they, they have programs, but, yeah, yeah. but the military aspect of the government doesn't do enough for their soldiers. True. And, but, I mean, they, they pay them like shit to begin with. But, I mean, it's... I don't know. It's such a give and take. There's value in, in going into the military and coming out you know, outside of just the monetary gain that you get while you're in there. There there is value. There's a lot of value to it. Um not to mention it's a service, but uh I feel like they can do more for sure. They mm-hmm. should do more. Um but I appreciate the private sector doing stuff. Um Yeah, and I think yeah, the private sector doing stuff is a is a lot more well, here, effective. Here's here's the thing. So like, okay, so like a little bit back to politics, right? Sure. So I feel like charity. If if someone's compelling you to give charity and you're only doing it because you're being compelled, it's not really charity. You're just being forced to give your shit away mm-hmm. at gunpoint, essentially. And a lot of the arguments from like the, the Democrats or left side is to take all the rich people's money and redistribute it. Not, not a lot of the arguments, but there's some radicals or whatever that believe that, right? Just to get my sword straight. I'm not saying the entire Democratic Party wants to do that, but there's people in there that want to redistribute the wealth or heavily tax, you know, the billionaires or whatever. Like what we were talking about earlier with Wall Street bets and the, and the, the GameStop stuff. Mm-hmm. There was this huge push just quickly. There was this huge push from the left saying that, oh, yes, we're it's the people uh, 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 abolishing or or, or, or uh, destroying capitalism, mm-hmm. using capitalism to destroy capitalism, and it's like no, it's just no, it's just no, people. it's just capitalism. It's just capitalism. <laughs> like what people don't understand is like capitalism's not all rainbows and sunshine. No. Like businesses rise and fall yeah. all the time. Yeah. The, the the trick is is you don't want them all to rise and fall. You don't want a significant margin of them. Like you want them to be successful to, to the extent. But what, you understand that there's still a risk 
yeah within making a business and that's what i think a lot of people forget like okay yeah jeff bezos has a shit ton of money right but that man turned amazon into a juggernaut okay it was his leadership mm. and his decisions and yeah. his risk that led to him being a billionaire yeah all right now you can complain he got the ball argument. rolling he had the balls yeah. to make the decisions that he made that turned him a profit and now over look at and him. over and over again. He doesn't have to make any decisions. Yeah. His wife divorced him and got like $50 billion. He's like, done. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. My, my point is, is he still risked everything at yeah. some point in time. He like people. Th- I don't know if people think that like billionaires – like him just sit around all day and do nothing. I guarantee you that man works like a sixty to eighty hour. Week. I don't think people like that can. No, like they're they're not they're they're physically okay, and unable not, to. And, and I'm not talking about people who who inherit vast amounts of wealth and there is just, a difference and decide. I'm talking about people who say what they want about Bezos. He's a self made billionaire. He made himself a billionaire. He mm-hmm. took the risk. He made the decisions. And people that do that aren't lazy. And they work a lot. Yeah. You know, I think. And when they're know, not working, they're thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, like, I think Musk might have said, like, he works, like, 80-hour work weeks all the time for years. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and, and look, he started out with some money from his family, but he gambled all that money to get where he's at. Like, he's a billionaire now because he took risk. Yeah. He wagered everything he had. And he came out on top because he had good ideas. Yeah. So I mean, there is something to be said about the other stuff. You know that there are billionaires, yes, and there are people who make far too little, yes. Ah, uh, the the answers to well, those questions. Here's, always, here's here's my thing. First off, I don't think anyone should be able to take your money from you. Okay, unless you unless you acquired it in a way that is wrong, illegal. Okay, that's that's understandable. If you steal someone's money from them, then yeah, the government should be able to step in and stop you, right? So, whether you inherited the billions, whether you made the mil- billions, as long as you made it honestly or got it honestly, it's your money. You do whatever you want with it. Okay, that should be everybody's fucking mentality. Now, as someone who doesn't have a lot of money. But has plans. If I did have a lot of money, like we're you know we're talking bullshit. Like in my eyes, if you're rich, you should be given a, a lot of money. Like your one of your goals should be to better humanity because you have the means to do so, mm-hmm. even if it's in small segments. Mm-hmm. So if I want a lottery tomorrow, I'm paying my taxes. I'm giving ten percent to the church, and I'm taking more money, and then I'm going to open up, you know, like a gaming shop for kids. I'm going by like the hotel. I said, like renovate these hotels and give veterans or people just coming out of the military a place to stay until they can get on their own feet, or even homeless people, even if it's only for like a month. And like, look, you have X amount of time to get your shit straight and get you a place. If not, look, I got to vacate your room and let someone else have a chance. But that's what I would do. You know. If I had the money, I'd fucking that's that would be my pursuit. I'll open up a couple of restaurants, but my passion, like my goal, would be to help people out. Yeah, the best way I can. You know? Well, and I think every rich person should that should be one of their goals. You know, if that was the case, I think the world would be a lot better place. But some people are really so like yeah, they'll donate money, 
but it's a tax write-off, you know? Unless you have, like, Bill Gates. Like, people hate Bill Gates. But, like, that dude's donating, like, almost all of his money when he dies. That motherfucker's trying to kill malaria. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, look, if you, if you hate the, the chips or whatever, look, if you've got a phone, don't worry about chips, bro. They already track you. Yes. All right? They already got you. If you have a phone, they got you. True enough. Um, I think there is some. I think there's an argument to be made to maybe not give them any more. Well, I still don't want a chip in my body. <laughs> um, but like, I I think people get fantastical ideas of yeah. what people like conspiracies run amok, you know. Yeah. And I think Bill Gates is a generally good guy. And I mean, if you look at somebody and he's like, look, when I die. All of my billions, except for what's in my kids' trust, which is only millions, is going to charity. Mm -hmm. All of that money. $100 billion to charity. That's a lot of money. And that's cool. Because his kids are still going to be set up for the rest of their lives. Their kids are still going to be set up for the rest of their lives. So he's making sure his family is taken care of while still contributing to society when he dies. I think that should be the goal for rich people. Yeah. And I think there's some people... Who are rich? Who that isn't their goal, and that's sad. But I also don't feel like it's our jobs to compel them, yeah, forcefully to do such things. Either they come to it on their own or they don't. How did we get here to this point in the conversation? Because I feel like <laughs> I don't remember talking about this, and all of a sudden we're talking about. But anyway. I love it. Well, you started with it's, the, it's like it's you don't have to worry about money. It's 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 early in the morning and late it, at night. It is, and I we're think, in that magical zone. Yeah, I, I don't think we're going to be solving any world problems today. No. But it's fun to talk about. Isn't it great sometimes. though? Yeah. So it is interesting to think about. We could wrap it up though. I know I see you getting tired. I'm getting tired. It's it's almost one in the morning. So it was fun though. Style job. You had you had fun, of course. Yeah, three hours blew by like nothing, right? Yeah, it was good times. Yeah. All right, people. Well, this is episode four. Thank you for listening. Sean, thanks for coming, bud. I'm happy to be a part of the official fourth episode, the end of your trilogy and the beginning of your saga. Yes. I have no longer a trilogy. I will be more. Uh, The fourth chapter of your endless book. Y'all have a good night, folks. Um, As far as my schedule is concerned... Uh, next weekend, I probably won't have an episode. I'm going to be shooting to schedule someone else for the week after, though. So, hopefully, I'll be able to keep pushing out at least two episodes a month. I'm going to shoot for three or four, though. So, if y'all are interested, hit me up. I'll yep. talk to everyone. Good night, y'all. <laughs>